Hello, and welcome to the Sabercast on Sunday, the 15th of May, 2022. I'm your host, Dan Train. Join me today, Zachary Burgess. Get on with it. And Robert Kemp. Why, why, why the hurry? Because it's 6.30 already. <laughs> I, I, I think you're not reading that clock correctly. Oh, wait, there's a, the thing's hanging in front of it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's 6.30 already. It is, it is, it is 4.23. <laughs> It is not. I mean, that is still later than we usually start. <laughs> that, that is later than we usually start. Yes, slightly. Yeah, my trip to land and might have got in the way of it. Yes. And how was your trip? Well, you I were was there, there so <laughs> <laughs> I do know some about it. I mean, it wasn't exactly a trip for Dan. I mean, it was a trip, but yeah, not it's, it's still, as much of a trip. It's I don't know. It, it's right yeah. on the outskirts of what you could consider land, then, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's technically in Essex, so like, yeah. it, I, I think it took me just almost as long to get there as you did. I don't know. Probably. It took me like well over an hour. Yeah, good hour, good hour and a half drive for us to get there. Yeah, yeah, about the same. And maybe a bit. But yeah, it was Eurovision. We'd done a Eurovision. We did. And we almost won a Eurovision. We almost won a Eurovision. What is going on? I know. It's a bit of a ridiculous thing to, to say that, like, if only there wasn't this war, we would have won. <laughs> that is, that or is, maybe. I mean, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's entirely possible, right? If it wasn't for, okay, let's face it, Ukraine sympathy votes, which... Were inevitable. Were inevitable, yeah. yeah. And totally fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's... I mean, it, it's a double-edged sword for me because it's like, yeah, show, show solidarity for Ukraine. That's fine. Um, but on the same breath, it's like, it's a music competition. <laughs> Le- yes, but it's always it been like but this. It, but it's, it's always been not political. Exactly. It's always yeah, been it's like, always this. like this. Yeah. I mean, Which then makes me got... wonder if, like, actually were we getting sympathy votes as well for, well, well, for well, our support so. of Ukraine? Yeah, probably. Well, we got 12 points from Ukraine. I think well, I mean, there's yes, a reason but... for that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost... I mean, probably. But, like, I wonder how... Is that... Would that be news for like other nations to be like, and the UK are giving them a smeg ton of rockets or whatever, or, or weaponry? Depends how much attention they're paying. Because it's not like, I mean, obviously the Americans are giving more, I would have thought, but we oh, just probably. I don't know. I mean, um, they're giving I more they money. Are. I think that, yeah. much, that much is fairly they're, they're doing a lot of training, I think, the Americans. Like, I think we were there a little earlier. We were a, bit, a little more on the ball. We're supplying stuff before the war started, I think. Um, uh, specifically, these Enlaw things, they seem to be the, 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 the big thing because they're a lot cheaper than the Javelins. Um, laws from Deus Ex. Yeah. Well, well yeah, it is, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. But it's Enlaw for next generation. I was yeah. that <laughs> Enlaw. Yeah, He's also going to be the time. next character in uh, Tekken 7. Oh, wait, Tekken 8? <laughs> Tekken 7 happened, yeah. Well, they could still release DLC, I guess. <laughs> well, I, think, I think Law might already be in Tekken 7. Well, sure, but End Law. yeah, It's going to be like a robot version of him Son in the of, classic Tekken style. So, actually, was it, was there, I'm try, now trying to think, was there already a Son of Law? Did that already happen? Oh, yeah, maybe. It sounds like something... But, you know, make him a robot. That's how Tekken works, right? <laughs> P-Law. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be the problem. Like P-Jack. Yeah. But then Jack was always a robot anyway. So well, P- true. He's just another robot. Oh, He's no. a secondary robot. No, wait. P-Jack was like prototype Jack. That's what the P stood for. Right, yes. So you could have P-Law. And then Jack-Law. And then Law actually turns out to be a robot all along. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Just need to get Judge Dredd in there. <laughs> He's <is> the Law. <laughs> yeah. That should be a skin. 
That's that's probably what will happen, right? They'll just make a make a make a skin for law. Yes, but Judge Dredd yeah. would, would map to Law's fighting style. But he is, no, it wouldn't at all. No. <laughs> it wouldn't fit, but... Who would he be closer to? Well, one of the more heavy... Yeah, heavy yeah, characters. Yeah, like, in a weird way, like Jack, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, with the guns also. Yeah, yeah, well, Jack doesn't really have guns, but he fires his, like, he sort of fires his fists, doesn't well, that's he? That's what I meant. <laughs> a projectile in Tekken is not exactly common. No, they're, they're really uncommon. Yeah, projectiles, like, Tekken's done a really strong job of staying away from projectiles in general, unless you're playing as, like, devil, and you've got, like, or angel, and you've got, like, the, the laser eyes, <laughs> yeah. Um, and or, or Akuma, I suppose. The guest in Tekken 7, because you've got his fireballs. Mm. Anywho, uh, yeah, anywho, we might have won it. We might have won it, maybe. Who knows? But does, like the big, the big question is, is like, does this start a trend and that the UK could potentially be trusted to have sensible entries? I think, Cause, I mean... Because in fairness, our song we'll was have... one of the strongest songs we've put in. For a it long was time. a very good. It was a very good song. I don't think next time we'll have as good a song, so <laughs> uh, it's unlikely. Or someone as positive and uh, uh, kind of inspiring as what was his name? Sam Ryder. Sa- Sam Ryder. He not Sean he's Ryder. A cool, cool dude. Which, which I also no. would have appreciated quite a lot. <laughs> I mean, pills, thrills, and belly aches. That would be amazing. Sean Ryder. We uh, could step on the, the, the original <laughs> stage. That'd be great. It would be pretty funny. It'd be twisting my melon, man. He'd have a hard time keeping it clean if they interviewed him in the green room. <laughs> I don't think that would work. Yeah, but it was... that that was my all-time favorite joke on Banzai. That that slightly well. Oh, how much coke racist. does it take to keep Sean Ryder high? <laughs> yeah, British TV show based on kind of parodying Japanese game shows that no one in Britain has seen. Uh, yeah, kind it's of a comedy thing. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, and that was it. Yeah, how many cat? How much coke does it take to get Sean Ryder high by having him on a seesaw <laughs> and then put, <laughs> piling up cans of coke on the other side? If you had to guess, the bad side was brilliant. Like you said, borderline racist. Actually, borderline probably racist. completely racist. I'm not sure, <laughs> yeah, but... over the border racist. Yeah, but yeah, that was. But was but a lot time. of fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about like the the the, the state of Eurovision as a whole this year? It's like, I don't know. I think it was a kind of a dull year, if I'm being honest. There wasn't like I'm now thinking like the morning after or the day after now, and I'm sort of trying to remember <laughs> half of what we watched, and it's really difficult. Yeah, I, I mean, I th- mean, there was yeah, yeah, some Eurovision just madness. shouted, "Give the wolf a banana!" Like at, at us, and it's like yeah, I had forgotten. That was like the I had literally song. forgotten that existed until Noam just said it. It's like it just but left it got, my mind. But that got trumped in my mind by Serbia's hand washing insanity. Exactly. Yeah, but that that stays uh, around not because of the song. I can't remember the song at all. No, but I remember the the, the ridiculous medical staging and the fact that was this was a song about Meghan Markle's hair. Yeah, <laughs> it was bizarre. It's obscene. I was here for it, and weirdly, it was, uh, I remember like the, the 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 Netherlands ballad just because it goes "ooh ah" as its main lyrics. Ooh. Ah. I know what that. I finally know what that reminds me of. Uh, I was trying to think all yesterday what that was reminding me of, and it reminds me of the the uh, the Adam and Joe uh, uh, Robert De Niro song. 
from the Adam and Joe show in the 90s. It was like, his name is Bobby. Ooh, Bobby De Niro. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> relative, relatively similar. Yeah, the, the, I was trying to remember what the ooh, ah, oh, oh. reminded me of. And now I remember. And that's probably it. I mean, Fr- France had the banger. <laughs> I think the, the, the weird. Like, yeah, they got cult, like almost they got, like, no points. Almost no points. Yeah, yeah I think with their cultist, cultist banger beat, it was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, their weird kind of Celtic Breton green fire. Yep. like a, a kind of a witchcraft kind of thing. And I must say, I am uh, I'm I'm very humbled by the uh, responsibility I've been given of uh, holding on to the last place trophy for a year. In the in a, in the Eurovision gambling game. <laughs> good work, good work. I know, strong strong result, strong result. Who'd have thought Azerbaijan no, I came last well. last time? I'm sure I came last. Yeah, you last came time. last last time. That's why I'm taking yeah, the yeah, responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> You're taking this. Okay. I Did have... John win last year? I can't remember. No, uh, no, no. I think Messi did. Yeah. 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 They're competitive, those guys, <laughs> and they do a lot better than us. <laughs> Relatively yeah. dull, yeah. I'm just gonna say that. And the uh, uh, the uh, actual show and the quality of what was presented before us quite poor. The Italians didn't didn't really nail it. Certainly not on their um, banter nope. sections. In, I mean, it was even was, even uh, worse. Like you expect it to be bad, but somehow this was, yes. wasn't even funny. Bad, bad, right? Like there's a certain element where you can enjoy its terribleness, but this was. This didn't walk that line. Yeah, it was almost incomprehensible, some of the things yeah. they were trying to joke about. Yeah, it was bizarre. I think Graham Norton said it right, and it's like, like somewhere along the chain, they had some good ideas that could have been funny and then forgot about the funny bit. <laughs> yeah, left out the, the writing part. Hmm. Well, there was Eurovision. Yeah. And now I've got to, unfortunately, wait an entire year for another one. And contemplate the horror that would possibly be an American version, somehow. Like a where did you hear about this American equivalent? I think Noma had, had heard about it. I don't. I don't. I haven't okay. heard anything about it myself. But like, I would like to see that if they did. I mean, it yeah. would be if so it was state different. limited, right? That would be pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, that would be what it would be, right? It's yeah. got to be that. But then, but then every single song would be American, which is, which might actually be like the problem, right? Yeah, but yeah. like it would give them the opportunity that Eurovision gives European countries to stupidly do a cultural thing from their state. Yeah, <laughs> so you get like, like weird cowboy song from Texas or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that doesn't stop Europe Europe from I'm trying sure. a cowboy song periodically. That's true. I could just imagine. Come on, Idaho. Fuck you, California. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd have to, you'd have to, you'd have to support the, the underdogs of US states. How would the yeah. interstate political vote work? The Idaho potato song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oklahoma all the way. That could be pretty funny. Maybe just once. And it would be, they'd have to be quite precise with their rulings, I think, like, like, but then again, like Europe doesn't really have major rules, does it? It's like, oh no, they bring in, they'll bring in number one artists at like some countries and just, just no, they they already have a hit. It's in the charts right now, and now it's in Eurovision. That's um, which seems a little off to me. There's something, there's something nice about the UK yeah. approach of 
bringing back, uh, sorry, bringing in amateurs most of the time. Well, I feel like um, that might be yeah. where the American version would have a would be even more interesting. Would be like, are there enough individual acts from each state even to make that a, like a? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, sure, but like no one would know them. No, would be why that would be more interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if it was. Like, I mean, all... it would be like. Europe in that some countries are absolutely tiny in Europe and some are huge, right? Yeah. So it would be mm. like Texas versus Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But that would probably be fine because of, you know, regional hip-hop scenes. Hmm. I don't know what the Rhode Island hip-hop scene <laughs> is know, like. I don't know, but... Yeah. Delaware. Yeah. Eurovision. It's done. There's a Eurovision comedy film... But there's no Eurovision game that I'm aware of. There probably is. There's an app, obviously. But there yeah. needs to be a yeah, I like. Bet, um, I bet one year someone made a like karaoke Eurovision game. Like a just why don't just karaoke dance put that. up like a Eurovision version of Eurovision DLC every year? It's probably too much effort to like. You you wouldn't be able to make that content fast enough for it still to be relevant by the time you put it out. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> No one would care. Uh, that's true. Getting ahead of it might be tricky. To, to Is there any kind of I mean, Beat Saber game that you and could like, make? No, I suppose not. I was about to say, like, Beat Saber or games with, like, a step sequencer built in might be uh, the best places they could just knock something out. Yeah, but that's not real DLC, then, is it? It's no. Just... <laughs> well, it'd be easier for them to make, I suppose, because they won't need to go to town like Just Dance do with actually having some sort of graphics build for it they could just put the the mp3 and a step sequence in and then job done yes but then the, the modders will do that for them you yeah. don't even need to do that exactly but i think that's how i mean beat saber do presumably do paid for dlc to help them make some money i don't know if they even do there might be like audio server it's just like they just put out the game <laughs> hmm. don't actually know what else is happening Anyone seen anything? Good? Yeah, what else is going on? We you wa- haven't. We you didn't watch your vision, did you, Zach? I, what did you do instead? No, I played games instead. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, a, like a good podcast member. Yeah, content. We, we should probably talk Not about. Really, we should probably talk about that Super Mario film. Should we? I mean, and also not that Super Mario film, the other one. Not the new one. (laughs) Not the not out Super Mario film. We watched the Super Mario film as it stands today. Not sure why we did that, but, you know. Because it was there. Because it was there uh, on some streaming service. And and, and was it, who was it? Was it you that hadn't seen it before, like ever? I had. Why? Had you seen it before? Oh, yeah, I'd seen it before. Oh no! I'd seen, no, it. I've I'd never seen, seen it. it. I'd seen it quite a lot as a kid. I mean, I don't think I'd seen the oh, whole really? thing all the way through, but I think I've seen like ninety percent of that film outside of seeing the film. <laughs> I get the feeling I might have had it on oh, VHS. Okay. <laughs> that seems probable. I'd never. No, I hadn't even seen clips of it apart from. I I, I thought I'd seen stills from it and stuff like when I was a kid and thought it looked a lot creepier than it actually turned out to be. I mean, it is creepy in places, I mean, yeah, but like visually, it's I remember weird, seeing. Right? Yeah, I think I remember seeing just pictures of, of like the Yoshi uh, kind of dinosaur and and maybe the, um, the fungus and and yeah and 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 thinking it must have been a lot creepier. But I suppose if you're a kid, it probably was creepier than than uh, than watching it now. But uh, yeah, I don't know. 
Unless, I thought there was a more were... threatening dinosaur, but Yoshi was just a, a friendly dinosaur, but just just looked like a not realistic, but like a Jurassic Park Velociraptor, but cheaper. Yeah, the closest you really get to a dinosaur is when is right at the end when bowels are a sort of devolving for a moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's weird. Anyway, yeah. Um interesting <laughs> that that got made i mean i i can see why nintendo were like okay we're going to keep the rights close to our chest from now on <laughs> after giving them what was obviously almost full creative control right i want to i want to i'm not hmm. when did those cdi games come out i'm just trying to think was this like it must have been pretty close but i'm wondering if like that that came out and the cdi games came out and that and like the two things together were what kind of did it the CDI Probably. games definitely got closer than the film. <laughs> yeah, but that was but still weird, right? Squadla and all that. You will die. <laughs> but thank God those exist. If if not for anything else other than the YouTube poops. Yeah, there must be poops of this though of Super Mario Brothers that oh, I maybe come across. Probably, yeah. yeah. That's you don't need probably to quite good material. It's already a poop no. itself. <laughs> it's already pretty poop. Um, yeah. So, I mean, should we go to explain what the hell's going on in that film? I, I mean, it's not. It's very loose, to this isn't it? They're just. There's a, there's a meteorite that split the dimensions between, and reptiles flourished in one, and mammals flourished in the other. Except the reptiles didn't right. flourish because they didn't have any natural resources for because, some unexplained reason. Because they, for some reason, went across the dimension. Like, Well, their version of the dimension was seemed like a very small planet that was mostly desert other than the city, which I can't even remember if it had a name. Is it just Cooper City or something? But the Mushroom mm. Kingdom. <laughs> I'm not even sure it's called the Mushroom Kingdom, in there, is it? Like, I'm not sure they referenced that at all. Other than that, the, the king is a did. fungus, like an, an evolution um, of a fungus. Yes, they might have but it is the they mushroom might have kingdom, right? it to be like, this is your kingdom of mushrooms. Yeah, maybe. It's a kingdom of mushrooms now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they steal uh, but, someone who is, you know, Peach, who was abandoned no, in the human world for some reason. Oh, no, it's, it's not, not Peach, Peach it's Daisy. Daisy, yeah. for some reason. I'm not sure why that is. Probably the... probably because they couldn't think of a reason to have an actual human called Peach. <laughs> Daisy sounds much more reasonable. I mean, not Peach yeah, is not that of an unreasonable name. Is, but... that, is that why we ha- ended up with Daisy? Was is the film the reason we have Daisy in actual Nintendo canon now? But is is Daisy the princess you are trying to? Oh rescue no, that might have actually that might have actually been a name in yeah original Mario Brothers. Donkey I Kong, I mean, in Donkey Kong. No, that's Pauline. Oh, that's Pauline. Okay, um, but no, you're, you might be right. Actually, like when when you're trying to rescue the princess in Super Mario One, maybe it was referred to as Daisy at some point. I can't, well, I don't know. I would have thought really by then it would be Princess Peach. Yeah, I'm not even. Sh- mm. She she had a name in Mario Two, right? Because she had to had a character select, and I think it put the name up when you. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. When you picked her, but I can't mm. remember what that said either. That was definitely Peach. Speaking of a segue, some some minor game news. 
Apparently, the uh, Daisy fan base are not happy by the uh, apparent omission from um, Mario Strikers. Well, I mean, it's only an omission until they patch until it, they in DLC later. it in, which, <laughs> which they will do. Probably. Alongside Birdo. <laughs> well, alongside all the other fucking Mario characters that aren't in already. Any other Mario. Dry Bones. Chuck in a Dry Bones. Why not? Or until it becomes Nintendo Strikers and not Mario Strikers. No, we can't be Smash Brothering everything. I think Nintendo could get away with it. I mean, they could, but they're not gonna. Only Sakurai is crazy enough to actually do that. <laughs> I mean, they got close to Mario Kart, right? It's going that way. Kind of, I guess. It's got Link in it. For a little bit of DLC. It's got the Inklings in it, hasn't it now? Yes, but not are those going to be permanent? I wouldn't bet on it. Oh, what, in, if Mario Kart 9 never happened? If they make another Mario Kart, yes. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daisy. Does she ever say that line in the film? No, there's no, there's no. Hi, I'm Daisy. He overhears her name right on the phone, and that was yeah, that's right. And the bombs are tiny, and everyone's scared of them, and they don't seem to do that much damage. So. That's weird. Super tiny. And they're wearing Reeboks I mean, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best product placement. Which is bizarre. The but they're not wearing that Reeboks. Film that... was odd all over the board, really. Yeah. <laughs> what else was in there? You were pointing out the like, Motorola. There was a Motorola thing in, in one of the cars. Yes, the, they had cars. cop car. Electric cars yeah cop cars because there's no right. fossil fuels um, because they're not with like, dinosaurs didn't fossilize <laughs> so however they're making electricity but you know <laughs> yeah true and with like trolley bus style pickups right yeah they, off they, the roofs. they charge roofs. off the like bumper cars bumper car style yeah and have sparks everywhere and it's a seeming, a seemingly a subset of them have no brakes but that wasn't <laughs> yeah, quite clear was it and at some point they had brakes like some had brakes and some didn't <laughs> so everyone just used the other cars to stop it's supposed to be inconvenient if you're at the front what a weird film <laughs> very strange glad we watched it again though because it's a, it is it is stupid well, I'm glad I said I mean, now at least I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've avoided it this far, but like now I understand. Yeah. Uh, now that this current crop of not ter- not necessarily terrible video game movies for kids like uh, Detective mm. Pikachu and, and uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Um, Somewhat like, acceptable it, films. Yeah. Contrast to, uh, I, I wonder if it will continue. But then you've still got shit like Uncharted. <laughs> I probably will watch if it comes out like on a service without a huge price tag. Actually, without any price tag. <laughs> that looks pretty mediocre, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. But that's not a that was you, that was as a franchise as like a brand or whatever, that was never going to be a particularly interesting film. It's just like the Tomb Raider films. It's basically just like yeah. it's Indiana Jones, but not Indiana Jones. Yeah. Not as good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah. that last Tomb Raider film was was all right. I mean, I think you'd, yeah. I think you'd, you'd struggle to call it bad. 
I wouldn't say it's hugely interesting because yeah, it falls into exactly what you just described. It's kind of like an indie, but uh, with some hindsight, I suppose that that filmmaking got a bit better since Indiana Jones. Oh well, I don't know about that. I mean, Indiana Jones is meant to be a, a homage to like 1930s adventure serial type things, isn't it? So yeah, it's, that, it's, so, it's so strangely paced if you watch them now. They're strange films. Maybe maybe less so. They are though. quite odd. Yeah, the second one is really weird. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's a bit of a shame that you can't. Surely, it, it, someone can make a good like indie style adventure film now without it having to be Indiana Jones because you can't make a good Indiana Jones now, even though they're trying again because. You know, you need Harrison Ford, and he's too old. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think the problem is that, like, it, 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 there's no, there's no avenue to like adjust that like theme because, like, even Tomb Raider is basically the same like idea of like and Uncharted is like going into ancient ruins and, and exploring yeah. them, but like you can't you can't really modernize that. There's not really. <laughs> There's right, because no, they're still ancient. Yeah. yeah, it's still just the same ancient, and and also you're you're then like running out of places to go, which was sort Eventually. of the, the Tomb Raider yeah. and Enchanted, Uncharted problem, where it's like we've been to, we've done every ancient conspiracy in Enchanted, we've done every tomb in Tomb Raider. I kind of why... some of them probably overlap, right? Like, what's the one Uncharted Two? It's like Sham Sham uh, Shangri-La, Shangri-La, yeah, Shambhala. And then it did pirates and like well, it started with the Drake, right? Hence Drake, right? Drake's yeah. But this was the thing France, they moved to Drake. And the first two games, don't forget, had a fantastical element yep. to them. And then they and then yeah. and then three and four they so moved away Indy. from that completely. Uh yeah, that's true. because the, it there's everything in three turned out in, to be drugs. Two, right? mm. Yeah. I mean that's that's cool. Um I I, I kind of kind of prefer that i thought it was a bit silly into when it went supernatural at the end but that's what happens in indiana jones right that's mm. kind of is it, it is supernatural like in places i mean right? yeah because like, the ark yeah. of the covenant melts everyone yeah right? <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and then that gets continued on with the 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 holy grail you know and everything with the weird sacrifice in the second one right and the yeah sort of undead people sort of I mean, that might have been drugs or whatever. I mean, I guess it could have been. Because it is in, although that wasn't voodoo, was it? Because voodoo is Haitian, right? And that was um, uh, like Indian type place. So different, different, uh, you know, culture being misrepresented. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. Uh, But I, you know, there must be a way to make those kind of adventure films. But you're right, Zach. Like, you just can't update it, maybe. I don't know. But I feel like Uncharted, the games do a decent job. Uncharted did a pretty good job, yeah. Yeah. But translating that to film is like, well, I don't know. Why bother? (laughs) Um, But there's got to be a way to make an adventure of that thing work. That that was the other film we didn't watch, National Treasure. National Treasure, yeah. (laughs) Right, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the tone of those films is. I only dumb. know because I haven't seen them. That film. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard, that it's dumb. It's yeah, because but... it, if you, even, I mean, National Treasure disnifies the original indie, if that makes sense. Right. So, so it's even okay. less threatening. Yeah. Even though it's in, in a modern setting where, like, guns and shit are going on. <laughs> I mean, guns and stuff are going on in indie too. <laughs> <Or> sometimes. <laughs> 
What about the mummy? How does that sort of fit in with these sorts of things? Yeah, the mummy sort of counts. I mean, that is another yeah. Indiana Jones spin, basically. Yeah. Kind of. To a, but with to more a lesser extent. wacky horror, kind of. Not horror, but kind of. Yeah. The, mummy's, the mummy holds up, actually. The mummy's all right. Yeah. I um, mean, it's self-aware and stuff, which yeah, is cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I've, I've always enjoyed the mummy. It's fine. Um, the... Uh, Oh, yeah, I might, I might prefer it to the indie films to, to some degree. I know it's not as classic as those, but there's a. Mm. I, I think you could derive more enjoyment from it, um, potentially. I was just trying to think. There was that. I mean, Disney Jungle Cruise that came oh, out last year, or was it early this year? Something like that. That's pretty close to that feel. Hmm. What is that? So. I, I, I guess that's based on a theme park ride, right? But I was, I'm just I think thinking because so, yeah. it's because I'm just thinking from like it's The Rock. I'm just thinking of those Jumanji films or whatever. <laughs> yeah, how is it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's definitely not as good as those, right? And yeah. out of those two new Jumanji films, you can watch the first and probably skip the second. The second is still all right, but yeah. you know, it's not a patch on the first. Um, I've only seen the first. I think I think that was pretty good. Yeah, I like the the. Uh, the gimmick of you know them being in the different bodies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. but that's what I mean. That kind of wore out its welcome by the time the, yeah. the second Did film you know, came. That one film, and that's it. Yeah, because they, they didn't change yeah. it. I mean, they swapped bodies, oh, okay. like the different people in different bodies, and it's like that's not enough. No, to make a new, a whole new film sequel. Yeah, even if it did have Aquafina in it for a bit. Oh, I love Aquafina. I've just watched her like sitcom thing the uh, uh, Nora from Queens on on it's on iPlayer it was good good <laughs> good recommended I mean I, I finished but, but especially her grandma character whoever that that, that actress is amazing <laughs> yeah she's good <laughs> old, old Chinese grandma oh she's character she's a spend a chunk ah oh, that's spoilers but yeah I was about to say she does a, there's, a, there's some similarities then with Jumanji too so <laughs> she's done that before oh really okay <laughs> um I was going to say, I'd like, on, uh, keeping on the televisual front, I, I finally finished, got around to finishing Arcane. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but like when I watched the last episode, I uh, was sat on my own and I, in a, in a house with nobody in it other than the cat, and I shouted at the TV screen, You can't end there. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good sign if it's hooked you that much. Oh, it was such, such an ending. Like I, I get why they did it, why it is. I totally understand why it ends where it ends. Um, but oh my god, it's like it's simultaneously the like the worst cliffhanger in the world. <laughs> it's like oh god, what? Like now I need to know what's happening next. I need to know. Mm. And it's going to be ages till they till it comes back. Oh, Arcane's real good. I still don't know anything about League of Legends. Don't need to. Well, except I suppose that like, like several of the main characters are actually characters in League of Legends. That's all I know. Are they like playable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, like, like play, yeah. playable heroes or whatever. champions? Are they called champions in LoL? I, I can't remember their their terms. Yeah, and that's on Netflix, right? It's on yeah. Netflix. It's real good. 
Yeah, check it out. I even enjoy the Imagine Dragons theme song. Not your biggest Imagine Dragons fan over here, but that theme tune is dope. Did I say in the podcast that I enjoyed the Nicolas Cage movie about where he plays himself? Oh, no, no, no. You haven't been around since that. Definitely check that out, yeah. Uh, The unbearable weight of massive talent. (laughs) That's a great name. I mean, I thought, you know, I thought it could have been a gimmick and not work, but he's such a charismatic performer and uh, the script was decent. But I think the main thing that made it for me was it's got Pedro Pascal, um, mm-hmm. who who is actually really funny as like a and it's almost like a double act for quite a lot of the film um nick cage and pedro pascal um uh so i recommend it on that basis fantastic and we yeah. did watch gone in 60 seconds you know get a little bit yeah, of the cage yeah, yeah that was great i really enjoyed gone in 60 seconds never seen that before oh either. you haven't oh no right, yeah. it was awesome it was really good yeah um, that's, a, that's a decent film yeah. I mean, it's like when you, the more you think about it, the more paper thin it becomes, but you, oh, you yeah, kind yeah. of don't totally care at the time. Thin. No, and it was so briskly edited and just moved along at a, such a clip. Uh, yeah. It's like they, they really gave themselves too much time in the plot where it's like you've got 24 hours or whatever to get all these cars, but then the, that only happens in like the last five minutes of the film is all the car getting, and then the rest of the time you'd think would be all the setup, but then it's not even that really. No, they cut, they cut a lot of that out. <laughs> Probably sensibly, right? Because it's like not many of the cars actually require a complex setup. It's just like, well, walk no, up, that's what I mean. They gave themselves a lot of opportunities to have more stuff in that movie, but then just kind of didn't. But didn't, yeah. <laughs> Which was fine. It's fine, yeah. They left. They left a few of the comp- and they wanted a like half hour car chase at the end. Yeah, I guess. Except even well, that I, was, I mean, even that wasn't really much going on in that car chase either. Really, I mean, car chases car. That's all that happens in a car chase. No, but I mean, it was like. It, I mean, it's, if you compare it to I don't know, Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious well, there's not much happening hmm. in that car chase. He just like drives around a bit, trying to evade some police cars for a while, and hides in the alley for a moment. In a and way, then there's a bit of a ramp. That's, that's kind of all car chasers were back then. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, that's what I mean. It's like it's an old school car chase. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's the modern ridiculous car chase. But you can sort of see the DNA in it, right? Like the 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 that's true. The inf- the way that was shot and the way it was done is pretty similar to yeah. how how fast and furious feels you got to do some random cuts to looking at feet on pedals and yeah, the yeah. Gears shifting and always be accelerating <laughs> yep like always have the engine going up what gear are we in like 12 <laughs> good times yeah should we talk about less good times? Should we talk about gaming news? Let's talk about gaming <laughs> news. Less good news this week. News. news. What's going on? Right. Let's 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 launch with the biggie, shall we? Or one of them, arguably biggie. Yeah. Um, Square Enix. Uh, oh, I just can't read it out. Normally, I was going to try and do some sort of spiel around it and then like end my sentence of what's going on. I'm not quite sure how to do that this, this time. Square Enix are selling a whole load of studios. Well, basically, um, I mean, like, if you look at it one way, you could say that they've decided that all these studios that don't make them enough money, are going, they're going to get rid of them. Except that's not what's going on at all. <laughs> yeah, there are, there are so many ways you could look at this. Right, so the studios that they're getting rid of are Crystal Dynamics, 
Eidos Montreal and wow. and Square Enix Montreal. Um, what? So big ones. Big studios. <laughs> so basically yeah. all of the Western IP. Yeah. Is basically so what this say. is this is the other part of this problem. Like like for 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 years now, like whenever Tomb Raider came out, whenever the Deus Ex games came out, uh, and more, most recently whenever when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, um, they have publicly expressed that they were not happy with how these games sold. And these games sold big for the industry, right? These what, these are not like underperforming games that like or as as I think the rest of the industry sees it. Like they're quite popular games. They do well. But Square have never quite never seemed to acknowledge that. And so that's weird and it's like and yet they always look at Final Fantasy pretty favorably. So there's an element of like, I don't know, how do you read into this? It's like, does Final Fantasy really just make that sort of money that Square are really interested in? Mm. Or are they kind of Western developer racist in some way? Like, racist is possibly a strong word, but territorialist <laughs> or something. Like, and they just don't like working with Western developers anymore. So they, they're, they're doubling down on Japanese efforts. Mm. Because there is a follow-on from that. Like, they are opening more Japanese studios. They've sold off all these Western studios and they've said they're going to open a whole load of Japanese studios. Mm. They've also said they're going to spend a lot of the money on NFTs. NFTs, yeah. Which, which you know, that's just, this is now, this is basically just Square's equivalent of Fuchiko, right? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder <laughs> if they're pulling a Konami on us. You've got to have the Japanese developers do one random dumb side gig that is that doesn't make any sense outside of Japan, except NFTs like don't even make sense in Japan. I don't think Japan are particularly more fans of NFTs than anywhere else in the world. Uh, no, I don't think it, I don't think they're inherently. Yeah, I don't know if there's an inherent bias towards or you know for or against Japan and NFTs, but no. um, and for the love of God, please let's hope that Sega's Super Game Project has nothing to do with NFTs after all. Mm. Um, while we're on this. But it's 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 just such a weird time because the like there are so many news reports you'll read over the last week or so that are saying the NFT market is crashing. Yes, I mean that was the funniest part about this whole announcement is like the Square announced this thing, and then basically the next news headline in any website would be NFTs are down ninety five percent. Yeah, it's and it's such a huge crash, right? And it's like. There's a bit of me that's like, oh, thank God for that. And my small amount of Bitcoin assets are like, oh, God, this is terrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't have much. I dabble. Um, but NFTs are stupid. So yes. the hell of it. Um, the, yeah. So it's, it's, it is quite funny in that respect. But like, at least in, in, in some ways, like they've said, they only said they're going to be looking yeah. at it. So they haven't actually so it's like probably they, done they, anything they on do blockchain. They basically just have a big pile of money at the moment to do yeah. something with. Exactly. But presumably it's not what they had originally planned. But Or maybe it will have to be because that's probably what they've told investors. Yeah. I mean, that is the weird, slightly weird part about it is like, if you think about it from the like shareholders perspective or whatever, it's like, what, how, what did they get told about this? Mm. It's like, we don't, we've been telling these shareholders repeatedly over the years that these games haven't been selling well enough. So obviously we can just get rid of the studios consequence free, essentially. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but surely some of the shareholders would know that that's not the case, <laughs> that those games actually sold perfectly fine and Square Enix just has weird expectations. And the Square really don't have many Western investors. Well, yeah, I guess. And that they can somewhat easily pull the wool over their eyes. I don't want to say all investors are stupid people, mm. 
because I, I, I can't well, don't know about I the can't, actual business that they've invested in. They're only interested in business business. Yeah, I can't possibly believe that's true, right? You you see enough cases, especially like I, I've been watching that Netflix thing, right? The, the Formula One documentary, and the people that tend to go into that are people that love motor racing, mm. right? They are investors, they're business people, but they also love motor racing and know how it works, and they know that money is king in F one. Um, so they get involved for the for 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 the passion of it, um, and I, I hope that there's a good portion of that in games. But also, games is such a huge industry, right? There must be some people that just be like, "Your yeah, games are doing good. I'll put money in." Yeah. Or NFTs, they're big right now. Put money in that. <laughs> so anyway, if we want to talk IPs, they went with the studios. Yes, which is also kind of the weird other weird thing about this sale is they just sold the whole things. Yeah. It wasn't just like we're gonna they hop, didn't we're, just we're, sell the IPs, they didn't just sell the studio. This is or where it's a, down the studios. It was like the whole thing just goes. Yeah. The big it, whole chunk. It's it's this is where it's less like Konami, right? Because yeah. Konami hold hold on to those IPs and like don't let them out of their sight. But they need them to make their pachinkos with <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's why you end up with erotic action Castlevania pachinko. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not a joke. Um, yeah, so Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Legacy of Cain, Thief, and pretty much anything these studios have ever made um, are, are now owned by the Embracer group because Embracer snapped them up. Who are they? Uh, they had some mysterious like conglomerate. They're a little bit like Tencent, I guess. Yeah, there are some, there's some big umbrella group that are just slowly buying up... N- like a huge number of, of players in the video game uh, landscape. Um, they've been around, they've been, I guess, making headlines for about a year now, occasionally popping up. They're, they're sort of, they quietly own a huge chunk of the industry. Interesting. Okay. Well, I suppose, you know, if they experience with that stuff, it's not a bad place for all those studios and IPs to go. Well, or, or if they, or if it is, more like a, a ten, I guess, ten cent kind of situation where, it, like, the studios just run independently. Basically, mm, you just have yeah. this big financial backing, but they don't really manage them in any direct way. Yeah, they yeah. must have some guidance. But, well, yeah, but, sure. yeah, like presumably, like Square got hold of the Marvel license for Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy and said, "Well, you, 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 you guys, you guys have got time coming up after this project. You're on a Marvel game next. Hmm. Start hmm. thinking about it." Um, they probably have that level of control, and presumably they must have because they're a publisher. They must have yeah, set certain guidelines, like here you can have this much money and you've got this much time. Go, yeah, that's what a publisher does. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. It's I mean, it's good in a way that hey, the the, the these franchises that probably haven't been treated all that well by Square. Um, well, they kind of have. That's the other thing. Like the, these are not bad games, really. No. Like the the the, the three Tomb Raider games in recent were good. Those last two Deus Ex is pretty decent, right? Um, yeah. I mean, especially the Human Revolution. Yeah. I don't really yeah. know about Thief, which we last, which is also part of this, which we 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 saw in the X Bone generation. Um, there was a Thief game. Remember that, anyone? I mean, I've, yeah, got, a, I've got a copy and I never played it. But My brother did the website for it. Oh, right. Because <laughs> he was working for Square. 
Oh yeah, I remember now. Yeah, the time. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's interesting. Maybe maybe we'll see some old IPs turn up. That's what everyone hopes, right? When there's like a big acquisition like this or a change, and it's like, don't, like, are they inter- uh, You know, are those studios interested, or is it going to open them up to perhaps reuse some of their old IPs in some interesting way? Does happen, doesn't it? So that's it does cool. happen. Yeah, I mean, it's probably better than if they were still in Square. And maybe it, you know, Embracer, like, or someone at Embracer, or whoever, whatever company they really are, or we mm. can like depending on how the ownership of the deal ends up working, like maybe they'll be able to farm those IPs off to other studios, not necessarily those ones that are gone with the sale. Or oh, we should point out this is like they, this is a going to buy. Like the sale hasn't actually happened yet. It's a bit like the act. I mean, everything is a going to buy. Yeah, it's, it's like it's not it's not closed yet, but it's it's begun. How is that Activision Microsoft thing going? I, think. I don't know. It's been quiet, so I yeah, assume it's still not, under. Nothing re- really has happened. I assume it's still under right. review. Like, mm. uh, like the Sony and Bungie acquisition is weirdly under review. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, mm. like we. I think I think everyone thought that was just going to be a, like an open and shut case, but it's like no, that's right. been. That's that's being scrutinized. Interesting. It's a lot smaller, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Maybe there's just some boundary they cross and it's just like, no, we've got to look at this. It's crossed some sort of threshold. So it's like we're obliged to look at it. Or maybe they're just sort of looking at that because of the Microsoft thing, where it's just like, because it was clearly a response. So they were like, oh, if, if Sony's doing this in response to what Microsoft did, we should probably look at that as well, just to make mm. sure. <laughs> I need to look this up actually. Like, this just reminded me, like, totally, totally different thing. You know, we were talking about video game movies. Yeah. And uh, there is supposedly some Last of Us project coming, right? Uh, there's still that's still going ahead. Right. Um, but speaking, of, like, that's the chain reaction in my brain has led to me. I don't know if this was a joke or not, but someone tweeted something about Last of Us remake. Like they remastered, right. it came out on PS3. It was remastered for PS4, and they're going to now do a ground up remake of it. For PS5, that unlikely. Yeah, that must that must have yeah. been a joke. <laughs> yeah, that it. can't be real. I mean, some studios would do that, but not not Naughty Dog. I don't think. No, it seems it seems pretty unlikely. Mm. Or maybe it's maybe they'll give it to like um, Blue Bite. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we might have, yeah. This might be come in the missed news category. Apparently, like on, like I've just done a quick Google. Like in January sixth, it's like Jason Schreier, you know, Kotaku's old like super sleuth who now works for Bloomberg. Um, apparently, managed to like internal sources confirm this is this is a thing. <laughs> so yeah, not not officially confirmed, but. Um, uh, a lot of internal talks Rumors. about that. Anywho, yeah. Speaking Anywho. of things that may or may not come out, uh, Ubisoft are delaying a couple of games and announcing release dates for others. Um, so Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope is no longer coming out this year. I don't know if they... Mm. Had they con- I thought they'd said this year for that. Because mm. it was in our Fantasy League. <laughs> was it? Yeah. I, th- it? I think someone's got it on one of their lists. Because the only thing that I noticed is our Fantasy League that they changed was not any of Ubisoft ones. It's the one we're going to talk about in a minute. Son of a bitch, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think Mario Bros. Rabbids, Rabbids, I can't, can never say that properly, um, has slipped. Um, yeah, that Avatar, that their Avatar game is coming out before April next year. 
Mm. Which is, I mean, uh, that one, I don't think had even much of a trailer for it, so it didn't, probably didn't have a date. I think, yeah. I think they have trailed it, like, last year, E3 Except time. Except when they but... did trail it, it was just like... Here's some pictures of Pandora. Well, yeah, but it seemed like it was quite far along before coming out of nowhere. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> they hadn't said anything around it before that. Oh, just no like way. suddenly an Avatar game. Mm. But then the film's coming out like this well, Christmas, sure. isn't it? I mean, there's, you know, co-marketing. And I think that was maybe why people assumed it was going to come out this year. Mm. <laughs> For co-marketing marketing purposes. Sure. Uh, but the other interest, I guess the most interesting part of this is that they said Skull on Bones is going to be coming out before April next year, and this so this was their like, uh, like let's rip the pirates, um, you know, the seafaring stuff out of Assassin's Creed and try and make a multiplayer game out of it. Um, that was put on hold indefinitely. Oh yeah, a number of years was... ago. Yeah, um, but apparently that's coming out. They've, oh, interesting. They've been working on it again at some point. How much more work could they have had to do, really? I mean, if, presumably if it needs like, a bit of a graphics update, like given how much time done. it's been. I don't know if it's been yeah. that long that it would be that different, really. And it was all about the water tech, which was already better yeah. than it could have been at the time. Really. But it depends, I wonder what they're targeting, right, is, is with that game. Because it was always designed as a multiplayer-focused thing, right? That was, yeah, I mean, it would just so. be like a forerunner, but with boats. <laughs> yeah. So in that respect, do you think it would launch as a free-to-play? Like... Maybe, or just just a but then normally you, priced. But then Ubisoft don't, haven't really had much luck with free to play, right? You, you you still have to buy a Siege license, like you still have to buy Siege, I think. Sure. Um, but I mean, and, it's just and like Hyper Strike, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's true actually. And, but and Hyperscape was their last free to play game that failed miserably. Yes, I I don't imagine that game is going to be you know big or any bigger than like For Honor. It's the same concept. It's just a small just multiplayer yeah. multiplayer game with interesting-ish mechanics is the idea because mm. that seems to have worked for them in the past to some extent. But it's back out of nowhere. <laughs> it would have been would have been wild if they'd shadow dropped that. <laughs> just just kept quiet. Uh, talk about more delays. Bethesda have delayed Redfall. Yeah. And Starfield out of 2022. So even though they committed to that hard November 11th yeah. date, the date that was in the trailer, very specifically shown on a screen, yeah. you know, in a very un- unambiguous way, it wasn't even like here's some numbers that just happened to be the date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 officially slipped, um, and there's no longer a 2022 release. I don't think they've said when in 2023 that's planning to come out, but it's definitely not this year anymore. Damn it! That was hope. I was hoping that was going to be one of my heavy hitters in the fantasy league. I don't think that. Hmm, yeah, well, I get that. That in the fantasy league context, that one seemed like it could have gone either way because it's a Bethesda. It's a Bethesda game. It could be like the, the standard 90, or it could be like a 70. <laughs> one of those two options. It's another. It's another little knock that makes. Similar to how, I guess, um, 2020 was for Microsoft and that there weren't, wasn't much in the way of first-party titles in 2020. And then 2021 happened and we got Halo Infinite and Forza and a few things all came out at once. Um, it, Starfield not coming out this year is, 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 a, is kind of a pain point because I don't know if Microsoft has anything 
big slated to come out this year um, anymore. But like no one does at this point. Yeah, exactly. It's, well, <laughs> Everything's been delayed. Well, Sony's still got like God of War. Yeah, coming out pretty soon, and they've already had Horizon, right? They've Sony have already put out a couple of big hitters. Yeah. Oh, and Gran Turismo. It's a big year for Sony, actually, if you think about it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but it's kind of it's kind of already happened. Mm. Yeah, a little bit disappointing. Uh, not that I probably would have played stuff. I don't know. Starfield might have been good, but I probably yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's the Bethesda risk. Yeah. There's a big, there's a big. What is that game still hanging over it? Well, the most important question: What engine is it on? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that will tell you a lot. <laughs> it probably will. Uh, let's talk about FIFA. Like we we talked about this last time with Kippers that um, uh, EA were 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 rumored to be dropping their deal with FIFA. Um, so meaning they can no longer use the FIFA name. Because what is it that the, the FIFA licensing fee had had risen to was it a half a billion for a four year license, something like that? Some ridiculously large number. But it's still like nothing compared to how much money FIFA makes a year. <laughs> do, you, do you reckon? Like I don't know, half a billion's a lot, even in game yeah. sales. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, and you don't know. I suppose you don't know how much the license matters to the sales of FIFA, and we're about to find out. I suppose. Yeah, we're absolutely about to find out. But and it's been because we know what the new name is. It's been confirmed. It's now going to be EA Sports Football Club, as we discussed. Yeah, as as, as correctly rumored. Yeah, now confirmed. I think that'll probably work. It's fine. Like I think it's a bad name. Like, but then I don't really know what else they could have done. Yeah, what would you have called it? Yeah, sports football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just call it football. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess. Yeah, probably. Or, or go yeah. the other way and call it like EA Sports: The Beautiful Game. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> oh, there's probably a mode called The Beautiful Game, and it's somewhere sure. like. Or you it'll could be, make that a new big mode. It'll be the new story mode, yeah, right? Exactly. The Beautiful Game, following the life of Pele. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> See, they needed to make it like an acronym that you could um, sure pronounce, you like FIFA. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but if EAFC, if if that you could say it like FIFA or NATO, or something well, like that, you know what you know what it does. You can't. You know how it does read EA Sports Football Club. It's ease fuck. Ease fuck. No one remembers the sports part of that. But yeah, basically, what EA have done is they've done a deal with Robco, and they're bringing <laughs> they're, they're bringing out Easy Fucker the game. <laughs> <laughs> easy mate easy and then according to the press release FIFA seems to think they are going to still have a FIFA game made by who exactly yeah. and, they, and they were labelling that uh, yeah FIFA 23 <laughs> is going to be a thing well FIFA still. 23 is still going to be a thing because that's oh is that what yeah, 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 yeah it's still, still licensed that okay one. yeah it's still licensed to do 23 okay um yeah, but then 24 and 25, and it's like, that's a quick turnaround for a new studio to pick it up. Like, Assuming they don't ridiculously go to like Pro Evo and give them the FIFA license. They can't possibly go to Pez, right? <laughs> like, Because eFootball is in such a... It's still in a mess, right? Like, They didn't actually... Do they abandon that completely? Like, No one talks about eFootball. <laughs> it, like, and it was such a disaster at launch anyway that it's like, why would you? Why would you even consider it now? 
but no one else makes sports games that are close enough to football to, to just give the football license to inside a year. Yeah. Exactly. The nearest sports company is 2K. Yeah. Thanks to basketball and... Did they do a hockey game? No, I'm not. They, I'm sure they I did at one who, point. Yeah, they did at one point. But yeah, he's still putting out NHL. Yeah. Um, maybe it's like an unlicensed hockey game. I don't know. I mean, that is the the actual question. Is just like, do, do people really care about the FIFA license? I mean, the NFL license kind of more important. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and they've still got that. They've still got Madden, right? Yeah. Well. Well, actually, kind of. actually, have they said they're going to? Is it still going to be called Madden? I assume it is. I assume they've still got some licensing deal that that, then, that will last for a bit until they have to renegotiate with the Madden estate. Yeah. Now that he did, uh, that's weird times. Weird times uh, to the point where it made mainstream news. Well, like, in the UK, yes, yeah. it would do. Yeah, the, the BBC. The BBC noted it and showed footage of FIFA 96 from the Mega Drive, I think. <laughs> okay. What was that? Not the first FIFA game, but... It was one of the early ones, I think. So it's one, one of, of those early ones. Mega Drive, like when, when, when it was like isometric and uh, slightly janky looking. <laughs> Bit of jank. Uh, and the other thing that happened, I guess, in the last two weeks, in the last few days, in fact... Um, Nintendo did an Indie World presentation, of which there's probably only two things of interest here. I don't know. I was pretty underwhelmed by it. Like it's always the same with Indie World. Like, I know, sometimes, sometimes calling it a Nintendo presentation might even be going too far. Yeah, it's just I like know. it's a trailer reel from random indie companies. Well, it's, it's Nintendo supporting releases on Switch uh, that aren't Nintendo affiliated. Um, but it's like yeah, I don't know. Sometimes there's something interesting, you know, or maybe. A couple of things that you didn't really know existed. Like, was it was this how we got introduced to things like Skatebird? Uh, like, or no, I think no, no, that was Xbox, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, Bird was something else. Uh, maybe Kiwi. Oh no, that might have been Xbox as well. I really can't remember. Um, but I don't know. I feel like there's a couple of things that may come out of here. Like, uh, like as we were saying before the podcast began, I can't believe Ooblets isn't out yet. I feel like that game has been advertised possibly by Nintendo for like a decade now. Well, also, it, <laughs> like, it had that whole controversy thing ages ago as well, which could well have killed it, but didn't. Apparently. But didn't. It's still about... If you want a, like a farming slash Pokemon game, there you go. This is, this is the crossover for you. I think by now there's probably actually better ones of those as well. Maybe. Wasn't there that like... <laughs> Uh, another Nintendo wasn't that seemed to do the rounds on Nintendo for a while. Like, the, like was it? You played like a little onion-looking character or something, and you made gardens in a sort of pixely sort of way. Oh, I can't remember what it was called now. Um, anywho, but that's not the one I, that, that seems to have caught everyone's eye and my own. Um, the developers of Gato Roboto, Roboto, Gato Gato Roboto. That's it, not Gato Roboto. Um, are making a what looks like a side-scrolling run and gun called Gunbrella that's due out next year, and it looks pretty cool because the, it's sort of Gunbrella, Gunbrella, yeah. Where you're you're literally like I don't know. Have you seen Kingsman? Yeah, yeah, where, the original like, one. Where like one of the one of the weapons is like an umbrella that is a gun, but you could open it as a shield. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got that basically. Your character has that. You've got a Gunbrella. 
and you're shooting people with it. And they look pretty cool. And that's cool. kind of all there really is to say about that. <laughs> it's a 2D t- running gun that looks good with a gunbrella. And also gunbrella is a great name. Yeah, f- fits together nicely. Those It's a portmanteau, those two words. Not due out this year, unfortunately. Due out next year. And that's all I've got for news. Unless there's some mystery news I've missed. Mm-hmm. I think so. We've done the yeah Nintendo stuff. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's about it. There was that leaked build of Duke Nukem Forever from the back <laughs> in the nineties, but I don't. I don't know. Oh, isn't, uh, Jeff Gersman said like, "Don't bother." <laughs> Basically. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, a, that's pretty much true of any Duke Nukem property. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think, I think it, at the time that when Duke Nukem Forever finally came out, everyone was saying that they should just release all those extra bills as like bonus content. Mm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> just put them on the disc. What to make the package feel less bad? Yeah, exactly. Just give or you more, more value. Mm. <laughs> Be like, look at all the weird old versions of this game, and then look at the current weird version of this game. <laughs> so is this the one that was built on like because it was built on Quake Two at one point? I think it got re-engined, so I think it is Unreal 1. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, the build that's been released anyway. Um, but it was it was originally going to be Quake 2 engine, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. On the first screenshot, I remember, was... Like a canyon like with a, a car in it. Yeah, like a black Humvee or something in a canyon, mm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, this version is the later... I do remember them re-platforming it, yeah, and there, there being a bunch of videos and, and screenshots from the new version i think that's the version that this is yeah presumably replatformed many many times i forget what it eventually launched on um mm. <laughs> cry engine i don't know <laughs> yeah uh, that's news then uh, that is gonna do it for news it's time for what you've been playing oh um i just remembered one little detail about that square thing um, supposedly one of these the studios that in that square thing had been tapped to work on the new Perfect Dark game in, mm-hmm. a, in a sort of cross-publisher deal. Apparently that's, that deal was okay. Hmm. That is such a mystery, that Perfect Dark game. That's yep. such a weird um, like uh, trailer for it. Like well, let's, it look, let's look forward to June where we'll hear more at the uh, Microsoft and Bethesda showcase, presumably. Let's hope so, let's hope so. It's been, a, what was it, two years ago that they announced that now? But it's been a while. And not a peep since. Peepless. <laughs> we are peepless. Sons peep. We haven't got any peeps, those weird American like sugar treat things. Wait, what? Like peeps? How oh, are they? No, are they marshmallows? Yeah, they're basically they're like marshmallows. Little bird things aren't they like weird little birds they're pretty gross <laughs> i've had them, I've had them before uh, you've had peeps <laughs> they're bad marshmallows basically <laughs> well, okay. like they're they're bad marshmallows and they're also like coated in sugar except it's like Ooh. fake sugar <laughs> fake what Is that you know that like if you imagine say what, like, um, a, like an m&m shell or no it's a like um what is that thing called? Not a gumdrop. Well, I guess it's like a gumdrop. That like fake sugar that they put on relatively hard jelly. Oh right, that sort of that looks bit very crystalline. Yeah, looking, crystalline. But, but large crystalline. Well, like. 
or like sometimes you think like a fruit pastel kind of thing. yeah like a fruit pastel that's probably closer it's mm. like that on the outside of the marshmallow <laughs> they're pretty gross but then again it's also american candy so you know it's already pretty gross by default because of what they make it out of that, that, that does sound pretty gross I mean, I don't mind a marshmallow, but I usually only eat like one, maybe two. I'll eat a whole bag of marshmallows. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I mean, I used to be able to do that. There's something about them now where I just, I'm just not into it these days. But bad marshmallows are bad. That's why, you know, the quality of marshmallows is actually widely varied. You'd be surprised. You wouldn't have thought a marshmallow could be that complicated, but. <laughs> maybe, maybe I need my eyes opening to the world of marshmallows. Is, it, is, it, is this like. How whiskey drinkers talk about whiskeys lately. Like, I, I just don't. I think it's quite that complicated. <laughs> but there are gradings of marshmallow. Yeah. It's just like the way I think about pizza. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, I don't think anything's like the way you think about pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no one will know. <laughs> I'll take it Rob's to my deep, in-depth pizza knowledge. I'll take it to my grave. <laughs> The, the truth is too shocking. <laughs> you bite into a pizza and you instantly know exactly what the ingredients are. It's like that <laughs> JoJo meme with the spaghetti. Oh, I don't know this one. <laughs> we were just talking about the other day, actually. Like, my knowledge of modern memes is terrible. Well, no, obviously. Yeah, me too. I think it's, I mean, I call it a meme, but I think it's just, it's more or less just a thing that happens in JoJo. Oh, okay. I, I don't know the context, but like, there's a plate of spaghetti like spaghetti and meatballs at some point and in order to discover what was wrong with it because I, I don't know what, what was wrong with it why this was a thing that you do he basically just punches it and it disassembles itself into its constituent parts and then he analyzes it in, in, in the air yeah in, in mid-air in like this stupid sequence <laughs> where like the tomatoes reassemble and he's like oh it was made of these ingredients oh man do I have to watch Jojo's Bizarre Adventure? I mean that is you know very on brand I guess <laughs> from what we understand of that show which is not much I, I keep every now and then I hear a little snippet from like or something that's from Jojo and a bit of my brain just goes I should probably watch this right it's on Netflix I haven't got I an mean, excuse yes, probably that is a good reason to just watch it at some point anyway memes memes uh, games <laughs> memes and games they, they share a phenome or two <sighs> they do it's true the ums part especially <laughs> That is one of them. <laughs> so what games have been being played? This is the question. Zach, what were you doing when you should have been watching Eurovision? Well, I mean, luckily we can get through my shit pretty quick because I haven't been playing anything particularly new or interesting. What I was playing when Eurovision was on was actually just Derg, but that's, oh, okay. that's the one thing I do want to talk about. But the other two things that I've played which I don't really want to talk about because I guess there's not anything new to say about them. So I played through Forager again. Oh, okay. And mm. I played the first, like, third of Terraria again. Huh. I've just been going through old games at the moment, I guess, after mm. after surviving Mars as well. Some throwbacks. Yeah. I mean, Forager is easy to get through in just, like, one sitting, basically. Probably a bit longer than one sitting in real, re- reality. but And then Terraria is just, like... One day I might actually finish that game, but I'm not going to because I keep starting it again. Because <laughs> hmm. goddamn, that game has a lot of fucking content. And they're still updating it, even though every, every time it was like, this is the last update. Nope. <laughs> there's, wow. there's still another patch coming quite soon, apparently. Oh, speaking of patches, I saw there was a, they patched Red out of all things recently. <laughs> and it's like, 
I thought Red Out 2 was supposed to be on the way. Unless mm. this is like an advert in Red Out 1. <laughs> yes. I should probably fit in the little highlight. I should probably look to see what that is. Do carry on. But then, so yeah, those are the games that I spent a lot of time on. But I, the only thing I really wanted to talk about was more Dirk. Because now that I've actually had a chance to play more of the Season 2, try out all of the new weapons that I could only speculate about last time. And determine which ones are actually good or not. <laughs> because like... The uh, the gunner's like rail gun pistol is, as far as I can tell, very generic. Maybe I just haven't found the right overclock for it or whatever to f- to find its actual use. Because it seems like these weapons. I mean, I guess it's sort of the case for all the weapons that there's usually one or two of the overclocks that make it like actually functional. <laughs> like the the, the unoverclocked versions of these weapons are always so generic, and that applies to all of the weapons. Mm. But then you can get that one overclock that is like now it's viable. <laughs> now, oh, okay. now it's right. an actually useful weapon. Huh. Now it has some purpose, and I also so like. That's why I don't think I've necessarily fully found the purpose of the of the gunner railgun pistol. And then the engineer's like big laser beam thing. That's probably the closest to being a good weapon by itself. It's because mm. all of the we- engineer's secondaries are just like the big damage weapons yeah, yeah, in his yeah, yeah. kit. So something something massive that you don't use very often. Yeah. So that that still fills that role more or less by itself. So I haven't necessarily felt the need for an overclock on that one. And then you got the scout's crossbow, which I ha- is the one I've used the least. But that's just like the it's over- another ranged weapon. Well, yeah, and the overclocks for that are like more different options for the special bolts because like there's a, you can get po- I think you can get poison and electricity by default. And I've already found overclocks for fire and ice. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is kind of a bit of a disappointment in terms of these overclocks being the exact t- these two are the exact same. It's just one is fire and one is ice. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of lazy. I mean, are they, what's the de- this, is, what's the deal with the special? Is it just what it fires? Is that what the special bolts are? Yeah, like, you just have your default regular bolt, and then you can oh, so hit, there is a there is a toggle. So yeah, yeah, you can just hit R to switch it to the special. Oh, bolt. I see. And the one I the one I used the brief time where I did get to use that crossbow was like the the pheromone bolt. Because I thought that might make sense for the crossbow on its own, right? Like, like this is why the crossbow exists, is because it's elemental. Yeah, I mean, that is what those special belts are for. It's just that it's a choice in the in the upgrade tree. Because hmm. I don't think you can... I don't think you can choose not to have special bolts because, like in the tiers, I think one of the tiers is the choice of special bolts, but you, they're, okay. they're all there. So you just, you, this is just this is just when you get special yeah, bolts. This is just when you choose. Mm. I mean, technically, and this is a weird thing that I was that I also want to mention, but technically, you can choose to not have an upgrade on any of those slots because you can just turn them off. Oh, can you? I didn't realize you could do that. <laughs> I thought once you'd opted in, they're just on. No, because you can switch them freely, but you can also just switch them off as huh. well. All right, which I'll come back to in a minute. But like, the, so the last se- the last secondary reference for the driller is the one that I think is like where the overclock is so. Well, no, actually, it's not even the overclock. Actually, now that I think about it, it's the actual base upgrade to the weapon. But there's one of the one of the base upgrades for that weapon is so like massively overpowered compared to everything else in that weapon upgrade tree that it becomes the whole purpose of that weapon. Huh. Okay, so it's like the microwave gun. It, one of its upgrades is that... It if, makes it go ping like a microwave? No. Although the voice lines do mention that. Okay. Like, why doesn't this go ping? Or whatever, <laughs> whatever the guy says. But, like, one of the upgrades to it is that 
if you're shooting at an enemy that's either on fire or frozen, it does the temperature shock damage, which is something you can do with any combo of, of temperatures with normal weapons. So if someone, if a driller has already set something on fire with a flamethrower and then another driller hits them with that cryocannon instead. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Temperature shock damage is like, it basically, it's like lowers the, it change, like, in reduces the temperature differential and does like a ton of damage mm. is how the temperature shock works. So it only works if they're fully on fire or fully frozen. Right. And then it like kicks them out hard, of that status. Hard cuts to the other side. Well, it doesn't push them all the way. Usually okay. it's like halfway down. Okay. Of what it's still, still something. There's still quite a movement. Yeah. And then, then, then that's why it does the temperature shock damage. Mm. But because this upgrade on the, on the microwave gun has that ability, it just becomes the whole purpose of that weapon because you just come with the actual driller's weapons. That's kind of so cool. So you just set things on fire, flick to the wave cooker, shoot them with that until the temperature shock happens, then set them on fire again and switch back. So and it does so much damage. So you're going to... Basically, the wave cooker is like an anti- anti-cooker. Yeah, totally. weirdly. Yeah. You, you would have thought it would work in both directions of making hot things cold and cold things hot, but it does. <laughs> a wave freezer. But yeah, that that one thing that makes it a combo with two of well, actually there and there's also like a, a third option where you can make it combo with with corrosive. So you can technically also ah. make it work with the sludge pump as well. Huh, okay. So it, that basically sort of becomes the whole point of that weapon at that point. Yeah, that sounds kind of cool. It is kind of cool, and it is, and a, and a, a sort of slightly fun dance to do. I yeah, suppose. I mean, it's a sort of interesting mechanic, mm. and it also sort of makes you consider the builds differently for the primaries as well like because i i had very rarely used the flamethrower because i just didn't think it was nearly as good as the cryo or the sludge bomb i noticed you using it the other day when i joined well, it that's because of the because i was using the wave cooker yeah, and because right. i reconfigured that flamethrower to very specifically set people on fire as fast as possible right to get yeah get them to that state then switch <laughs> yeah then. then just do the combo because it does so much fucking damage when you combo them hmm. no that's neat that seems a bit more thought through, perhaps, than the other. Yeah, maybe. And the other thing that's that I found is I was initially worried about the wave cooker, but like it's because of how I play solo mostly. Because I use usually use the solo the like sidearms for the driller because his main guns don't have any range, so you need the sidearm for picking things off at long range. Mm. And the wave cooker turns out can still do that because weirdly, you would think in this gun which is supposedly rejecting a bunch of microwaves you'd be hitting some like inverse square law bullshit right where like <laughs> right you would be completely crap at any kind of range but it doesn't it's just like it's basically just a cylinder that comes out of the end of the gun and anything under that cylinder just takes the same amount of damage regardless of how far away it is wow okay a micro I'm a micro laser yeah pretty much and then you can configure it with like it has wide angle or tight angle as one of the options. Oh, That's on the reload key you can toggle it between oh, cool. thin and fat. A waves and it does what same effect. It doesn't drop off on fat. No, mode, or? it just hits a wider area. Why, lower, would, why would you not put that in? Well, it's lower damage per second. Oh, I see. So okay. it, you know, less less damage. But... The rate of damage goes down, but <laughs> right. it still hits everything. In, There's no the fall cone. off. Yeah. <laughs> so you could use it again. So presumably, like a very quick blast of that is going to get rid of like swarmers. Yeah, just sort of if, you, if you set it onto the wide mode, you can yeah. just like sweep across them and just eliminate <laughs> everything. That could be kind of fun. Yes, that is one of its other options. If you don't go for like the combo version of it, is to just make it like the clear. But the thing about that is, of course, as I initially surmised about it, is that 
the gunner's weapons are already for that. Yeah, yeah, you could just go <laughs> pull the flamethrower and the cryo can and basically already do that. So yeah. it kind of made it look pointless. Sweep, sweepy things. So yeah, but then so that leads on to the other the thing that I actually wanted to talk about, which is not really related to this patch even, but but is just something about Dirk that's cool that I wanted to mention on the podcast is like the stupid. I've heard people refer to them as like as like. Because they aren't idle animations, and they aren't... I mean, I guess they are sort of idle animations, except you trigger them. <laughs> okay, right. What they? What do people call them? Like, the, the, what, you mean like the um, the salute? No, like, or... well, I mean, yes, but no. But, like, I mean like the weapon twirling. <laughs> oh, okay, they're like the reload. They're, like, they're not a reload yeah, reload. Yeah, not a reload reload. Because yeah. you're already reloaded, so you push it again. I remember, I, there's a, there's term, a name, is there? Yeah, there's a term for it. I'd forgotten what that is. Showing off. Finesse. But, yeah. But anyway, those in Deep Rock, they're all kind of... Well, the thing showboating. Yes, yeah, showboating. Some of them are cool and some of them are, are boring. And I think Rob playing as the engineer probably has all of the oh, boring ones. They're all, they're all just like <laughs> flip it over. Yeah, right? just spin the gun. Except, except for the breech cutter, which he can't do it with, and he just sort of lifts it a bit and it's just like... Hmm. No, the breech cutter has you shove your finger into the laser beam, <laughs> stupidly. The platform gun has the has the heft. Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. You're right. You're right. The breach cutter is the one weird one in the engineer's kid. Mm. But like, so yeah, the engineer kind of has all the boring ones. For some reason, the gunner has all the interesting ones. Huh. Like with his new railgun pistol, you like open up the chamber and like pull the like the slug out and then let it magnetize back in. It's like meow, <laughs> which is a cool little animation. That's quite satisfying. I want to do that for real. Yeah. Like, zip, zip. But then, and then like, clearly the best one, which is also best because it has like a secret one, is the gunner's like missile launcher. Because in the regular animation, you like reach into the loading mechanism, pull out one of the little rockets and go, <laughs> which is just funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But then there's a secret version of that animation where if you have like less than nine ammo left, so there's no rockets in the loading mechanism, they're all in the tube. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. When he reaches in, he like tries to grab it. There's nothing there. And then he like shakes his fist at it, <laughs> which is just really funny. Oh, that's, that's neat. It's really dumb. I wanted to play with a little rocket. But then, so the weird thing Does about... Does that cost you an ammo, then? No, okay. it just puts it back off. <laughs> okay. But the weird thing about the, these, like, specialised animations that are triggered by hitting the reload key or whatever... And, and the occasional voice line... That yeah, goes the occasional it. voice line that goes with them. It just occasionally just shouts, Sweet! Is <laughs> with these new weapons that several of them have toggle switches on the reload key to, like, change ammo or change the lens width or whatever. Oh, right, yeah. That, so, so presumably they don't have these... Well, that's the thing. They do still have them. You just have to turn those upgrades off in the menu to be able to go to, like, default uh, mode to be they, able to see the secret and animations. They, and then they have them. Huh. <laughs> like, even, like, the crossbow has, like, you twang the string and then, like, the wave cooker has, like, little weird things that open up on it. And then there's even voice lines associated with it where he's like, I can't believe they let me have this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very, very weird. Where it's just like, it's when you think about the rocket launcher where there's, like, a special secret animation where you have low ammo, mm. that's one thing. But then to make animations that are essentially no one's ever going to see, because why would you not ever, why well, would you guess- not have those upgrade slots? <laughs> 
I mean, maybe new uh, yeah, players cause, that cause, are unlocking it really early in the game. Yeah, because you don't level up the gun, do you? No. It's like you already have character ranks by the time you get them. And you probably have quite a few character ranks by the time you get them. Yeah, well, I mean, more than enough to yeah, unlock to upgrade the whole tree yeah. in one go. Assuming you have the minerals, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it's a very weird situation of like, they they put all this work into a thing that most mm, people are never that, actually going to see. That they then mechanicked out. Yeah. That is strange. You kind of just want another button. Like, yeah, exactly. Feels, I was, like I was, some kind of gun fit. Just hold the reload button to trigger the animations on ones that have the push to do something else or something. The, is this like the button where, like in Counter Strike, where it's like view your gun? Yeah, the, the, like, like look at your gun. Look at look at your button. knife. <laughs> Show off to the stream. Get button. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Those animations are almost as good as weird re- reload animations. <laughs> <laughs> The, battle, yeah, you, the battlefield classics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You definitely want the occasional trick reload, right? Yes. Oh man, I hope they do that. I hope they just throw throw one in every like in a later update. Just sneak them in and don't tell anyone. Yeah, maybe that'd be so good. Man, I love Doug. Doug's great. Yep. It's got the right attitude. <laughs> yeah. And now Rob has maybe actually seen a nemesis for a minute. I've seen, I've seen a few of them now. <laughs> we, we came across two in one mission. Yeah, we, we did. Yeah. Although the, What's that? Uh, they're the new bad guy. The new big robot. Ah, okay. They fly, they fly around making creepy, playing creepy dwarf voice samples. Yeah. And like when you kill them, they're like, oh, it's getting dark in, yeah. vo- in dwarf voice. And it's like, it's, it's really kind of dark. <laughs> Whatever's going on with those goddamn robots. Mm. Well, they've just sampled our data. Like presumably, well, yeah, presumably like somewhere else on Hoxie's, they're killing dwarfs occasionally. Well, I mean, all the all the rest of the supposed teams that Derg has. Yeah, that you aren't. You are, you are the one that lives. <laughs> you aren't. Yeah. Anyway, even when you fail, you live. Well, yeah. I mean, that that goes into the 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 theorized lore of Deep Rock Galactic, where it's like, oh, the dwarfs actually just clones. No, Those right, medical yeah. beds are actually just cloning pods and. <laughs> Or they're androids. They're robots all along, so that's why the robots can sound like dwarves. I see. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, I, we haven't failed since the last patch, right? Where they added, like, that you come out in tabards or something. No, the than... medical gowns, yeah. Yeah. And I, weirdly, I didn't think it was going to be like this. Or, or I, or I, or I also haven't actually seen this. I just caught a glimpse of it when I was watching a stream of someone playing it. But I think that actually does persist into the mission. Like, if you <laughs> really? die and then go into the, the same mission, mission, you just continue to wear the medical gown. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Either that or... You, you need to, you need to like, wipe the failure off you yeah. <laughs> by having a good mission. Either that or it's a unlock. Like, if you the first time you fail, you unlock it in the oh, wardrobe. Oh, you, you can just wear Maybe. it. No, I like the idea of it being, like, a, like a mark of shame. Yeah. That's pretty funny. So, yeah, more Derg. Getting, got to get that season pass. It's not. It's definitely not any quicker. It's still, yeah, it still seems like a grindy, a bit of a grindy hole. But I have been like, you know, a, a, I've only just got through all of the new assignments for all of the new guns. So mm. I've only just got to the point where I'm theoretically only grinding. Right. I still haven't done this week's deep dive. I guess that's the only thing I haven't done. At least they made the celebration, so it's like every character gets it this time. Because that's all I want really from this list. Like. What do you mean? Oh. The, the the one new celebration because in the previous season, like the celebration was like you had to unlock it four times mm. for each character, I, and uh, well, not and the now loot, there's just not one. The loot bug one. The loot no. bug one was in the main trees. So yes, yeah, that was that was that was, that was fine. But the, the ones in the script trees, 
I, don't I, think they, I think they had four different pickaxe throws that you had to get for each character. Oh, and now, and, yeah, and now there's just one, which unlocks it for all characters. And it's like, that's like okay, I'm gunning for that then. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I... I don't think I've got that yet. Or, or did I? I don't remember. I went straight down the middle of the tree to whatever was at the bottom. Which, which, I, think which I think is that, yeah. Yeah. But I don't remember it at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also, like, on one of my out of a random loot crate or whatever in a mission, I got a new a new victory pose that I'd never seen before, which I I thought I'd seen them all and just hadn't mm. got them all on every character yet, but apparently not. There was another new one. Unless that had just been added in this Yeah, yeah maybe. I just don't have very many. They're quite rare, aren't they? Yeah. But one of the... I've, the last lost pack that I picked up said that I had all the pickaxe and armor colors. Hmm. Which I think I'd seen that message before, but then I was sure that I picked up another one after that and it had given me something again. So maybe that message was specifically for pickaxes and armor colors and the other thing I got was a weapon framework. Maybe. Because weirdly, weirdly, uh, when they put the Season 1 stuff into the drop pool, if you didn't already earn it in Season 1, one of the things that also got put in the drop pool was the Season 1 weapon framework styles, but for the Season 2 weapons, because obviously those didn't exist in Season 1. Right, of course. That's kind of cool, so yeah. So they actually went back. I mean, this when you think about that whole system, it's going to become a hell of a problem for them over time. Oh, Every a... time they add a new weapon, they're just adding like another four layers of work to their whole sure, scheme. That's, sure, that's the same with a lot of things. Like, like if, <laughs> presumably Rocket League hit that same problem with some of the skins and things, like the universal skins. Um, yeah, but <laughs> not, not many of Rocket League's skins are actually universal, really. And I noticed on Rocket League Sideswipe, they actually tag the skins with, with Universal right. when they can be used on any car, um, as opposed to being car-specific. Because a lot of the ones that are technically Universal in Rocket League don't unlock like that, for sure. Like mm. Huntress. Like right. Every car has Huntress, but they're all individual. Yeah, which kind of makes sense, because, like, well, in a way it makes sense, right? Because they tailor those to the car's shape. Well, I mean... Or is it some of the you, some of the non-universal ones are probably just like a texture they slap over. Yeah, but you could imagine that Huntress could be programmatically maybe made. Yeah, but then someone's got the that's another thing they've got to do whenever they make a new car. They've got to like oh these, these are the Huntress just, lines. It could just be meshed onto the polygon somehow. Yeah, someone's got to do that work. It's like what no, we were, I mean, it could be done automatically, but just by some algorithm that knows how it should maybe, interact yeah. with. Yeah, I guess, I, guess they, I guess they could have generators. It's like this is our car model. Well, let's generate a Huntress for it. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, similar to what we were talking about, I suppose, with the new eyes and mouth for that car that, like, takes the aerial slot and how we were theorizing. It's like, well, why doesn't... Is this the first aerial, quote-unquote, they've introduced that only applies to this to, to a single car? And it's like, the answer is yes, that yes. is the case. But, like, it would have been effort to go back and then find, like, mark where all the headlight points and yeah. where the mouth should go on every existing car that they just couldn't be asked to do, I guess. Well, or didn't think it would actually look good or whatever. Yeah. Not that that's ever stopped them making random bullshit before, nope. but you know. I mean, they totally should. They should just go and do that. <laughs> so that's the Dirk situation. I'm thinking <laughs> getting way too many goddamn bulk detonators lately. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> they always, they always so- seem to come in waves. I have long periods where there's none, and then there's just like every goddamn mission. <laughs> it takes so long to mine out the damn gold from the gold ones. Yeah. Pre- well, maybe if we had a driller class, that would be so bad. <laughs> well, no, because the drills can't mine materials, ah. rather. 
we talked about that very early on in Derg. Weak. Where the drills are specifically not for drilling. I mean, technically, you can drill out all of the earth behind the sphere and, oh, it and, just hope, and it just falls. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the tactic. But that would probably use more fuel than the drills carry. Mm, that's a maybe. lot of drilling. Of course, dealing with that situation in Solo is much easier because you just you tell Bosco to do it and then run away and do other things. <laughs> right. He does have a weird, like, if he, the Bosco mining command has, like, a limited area, like, there's an invisible circle around it where he'll actually go to. So you do have to keep going back and be like, all right, do the next bit. That should be a thing you can find in multiplayer. You know, in the same way that you can find a, the Betsy tank. Right, just find a random extra Bosco. Yeah. And then one player assumes has control, control of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did kind of think about something like something similar to that once, where it's like, why not have or like have it be an option, or like a mini busco, like maybe not as powerful as a full one. Well, maybe or like have it be an option for when you've got less than four players. So, oh right, so, normally, so there's always the possibility you could fill in the slot. Yeah, because normally, is if you if you've set them set it to an open game so people can join you do still get Bosco when you're the only person in the server mm. but then as soon as someone joins he just goes away right yeah because it strikes me as weird because you can charm creatures you can hack the bots so you're you're gaining you've got you've got Betsy that can come onto your side and it's like so you are gaining allies yeah it's like Bosco seems like a weird thing that you can't bring back I mean I, I, obviously the real reason is like it's a way to make solo work that they don't want to have be the overriding thing in multiplayer. They want in multiplayer they want you to actually work as a team rather yeah. than use Bosco to do everything for you. No, but I mean, yeah, maybe not. Bos- like as I say, like maybe a mini Bosco or some damn like some downgraded thing. Yeah, that's not not quite as effective. Like maybe maybe you can't mine. I don't know, but then that's why I'd want for. I guess. <laughs> I mean, there, there was always talk about like why not have a uh, have a like a a host-based upgrade tree for, like, the mule. So you could actually, like, slightly change how the actual mule works huh. somehow. Yeah, that could be kind of, kind of interesting. But then, of course... But then that... there are some perks that are, that you get off being near the mule and things. Yeah. But then, of course, that would rely on, like, then it's a host-specific thing, which is slightly weird, because mm. it's, like, services-specific. I'm sure. Well, maybe you have to find those things in a level of... No, yeah, maybe make them it. make the mini mules actually functional instead of just yeah. So you're making like a road like the mission. It's not really roguelike, is it? But you're you're adding things you could potentially find and make the run different in the middle of a run. Mm. That could be an interesting way to go, especially on the longer ones. Maybe on a deep dive, right, where you keep things. Mm, yeah, that between could, all three levels. Yeah, that could be that could be cool. You can take those for free, Doug. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> who knows what upgrades they've got planned next yep. is it just going to be more guns or are they actually going to do something new are, they, are, are flares ever going to get an upgrade tree even though dwarves <laughs> constantly mention it <laughs> yeah <laughs> supposedly they did actually have an upgrade tree at one point oh, in what, the early before, before the game, the game. came out mm-hmm. I, think it, I think it was in, during early access at some point they still had it but then it got taken out mm. But then you've got these voice lines where the dwarves constantly say that the flares could use an upgrade. It's like, yes, I agree. They could. <laughs> but you're not going to let us do that. No, because why, otherwise why would the scout have mega flares? Well, sure. I mean, there's other ways you could upgrade those flares. Make them smaller, but more frequent. Mm-hmm. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I'm flaring everywhere. Auto flares. Yeah, auto flares would be an interesting upgrade. It's like, as soon as it gets to a certain level of darkness, a flare just poops out of you. <laughs> 
<laughs> what, is the, what is a game that does Oh, Minecraft has that in quite a lot of mods, where it's just like, if you're standing in the dark, it automatically generates a little ball of light next to you. So yeah. as you're walking through dark caves, it's just automatically it just makes a up. torch. <laughs> Derg. Yep, Derg. Got play more Derg. Herpa derpa dergers. Also, I guess we can briefly mention about Derg and Rob playing it somewhat is like we've swapped classes because mm, yeah. well, mainly because Rob needed it for his season rewards sure. thing. But also I've played a lot of Engineer and probably not mm, pretty much nothing else. Yes, pretty much nothing else. <laughs> so it's nice to mix it up a bit. That's cool. So Rob gets to um, be scouting. Yeah, and I'm starting to like, I thought the engineer was a little bit, like, you know, ammo is a problem for some of the engineer stuff at times. Mm. And it's like, no, I'm feeling that way more as scout. Yeah, especially before you have, like, some of the upgrades or even the overclocks. Mm. You have to be, you have to, there are... You've got to be a lot more picky. Well, yeah, I mean, mm. a lot of the cases with some of the other classes' weapons, when there's, when in the upgrade tree, it's like, here's the one that gives you more ammo. You're like, why would I even need that? I'm never yeah, going to yeah. need that. I'll just take any of these other upgrades. Surely, in get, certain get... weapons, it's like, no, actually, I do actually want more ammo. <laughs> Surely I'll take the more damage and just be better. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the scout weapons... It's also mildly interesting to see what you're using as NG, right? Cause, right, Because yeah. you're using a different loadout to me. Slightly. With the singular big turret mm. and the prox mines. <laughs> yeah, the prox mines seem pretty decent, actually. Yeah. I, like, I probably should have looked into that sooner. It, it was the same thing that happened when I first used it, where I was like, this can't be that great because it's just going to explode, right? But then they, 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 they like trigger four times. Or <laughs> so mm. it's like, it's basically just having four mines on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps I perhaps should try that myself. That seems like a good strategy. Especially for like just surviving swarms. Well, I mean, but then again, maybe we should actually try going back to the lure as well. Because <laughs> it's the you, one you, you start reckon? with. Yeah. And like, the dance. Yeah. The dancing dwarf hologram. <laughs> yeah. It's the one you start <laughs> with and you think that it's not that great. But I feel like it's maybe undervalued. It. We just didn't understand it that well. Maybe. maybe. It feels like a teamwork weapon. Well, right? yeah. Like, because you're losing your actual damage dealing grenades doing that. Then I mean, you, you it, drop it down and someone else just does an AOE. Or... It does claim that the, the lure does explode at the end of its life cycle. But I'm not sure I've ever I, seen how much damage that does. No, I've never really seen that. <laughs> Dirk. Yep, Dirk. And now now Rob needs to talk about basically an entire month of games because he got well cut off last podcast. I did get well cut <laughs> off, but like I haven't actually been had the chance to play as many games as I would like. Well, what about normally. the ones you got cut off on last time? Uh, yeah, what are we talking about? Pikaniku, I think, was the one I got yeah. cut off on last time. Well, one of them, yes. Yeah, I finished that thing. Yeah. Um, that's a fun little game. I enjoyed Pikaniku quite a lot. It's um, quite ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Have you played it? Like, well, I've seen much of it. Yeah. It's... It's not a difficult game, not no. by a long shot. You're playing it for the sort of the dumb the, comedy, yeah, and it is pretty dumb. Um, uh, yeah, and I, I enjoyed that all the way, all the way through. Like it's it does. I'm getting a rob review. Yeah, it's got a couple of little nitpicks. One are missable trophies and achievements. Right, there's a, there's definitely a couple you can't get back to even after the game finishes, and it lets you just back into the world to talk to people. Would be like you're right. Mm. Um, there's definitely a few events you can't redo and there are achievements tied to them, which is annoying. That means I've got to replay the game. Some of those are actually tied behind co-op as well, which is like, so they have a trophy thing, which is like, find these hidden things in the game. One of those is missable in solo. Right. But you don't get the achievement unless you do all of those and all of the ones that are dedicated to co-op. Right. And it doesn't really make the distinction in the UI that there are co-op 
trophies separate from the single player trophies so that's kind of irritating meta stuff if you're an achievement person yeah um and there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a few elements like that about it. Like, I can't go do the dance battle again. I have to replay the game and get back to that point to do if I want to do the dance battle again. And and obviously a couple of achievements, I have no idea what they're talking about because that's that's fine. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, there's a joke there somewhere that I could, didn't trigger or don't know how to trigger. That's fine. I can take that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a cool little thing. Um, but like the sort of slightly awkward naiveness of the music stands out to me quite a bit it's got it's got a real sort of like almost uh, i mean this is quite quite an obvious comparison but loco roco sort of quaintness and cuteness to the whole thing but that's because like it's all i guess flat colors it's the obvious kind yes. of comparison it looks similar but it's it's but yeah i get, I get similar vibes just without like a considerably pared back production on yeah. the audio side compared to Loco Roco. That actually was, I was thinking like towards the end of PQ Nico, it's like, should I get hold of Loco Roco HD or whatever it was on the PlayStation 4 and, and play that thing in 4K? I guess I could emulate it pretty well on PSPPP. Yeah, for P- PPSSPP or whatever the uh, current PSP emulator du jour is. Or, you know, I could just get my actual PSPs out. Yeah. Because those batteries haven't exploded yet, so it's fine. <laughs> I say my PSPs. One of them is Dan's. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got that thing. Wow, you've got my original PSP. I've got your PSP, yeah. Man, that was like... I think I got like a Japanese import, didn't I, PSP or you something? You might have done, yeah. Yeah. PSPs were cool, man. Yeah, I mean, I'd never seen a screen like that because it no. was pre-iPhone. Like, I mean, it's I mean it did have a dead pixel, but, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I remember, I remember you suffering from that a little bit. And it also had a little yeah. bit of, um, uh, what do they call it? The, 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 the pickup time from certain colors to certain other colors wasn't very fast at all. So yeah, like like black black to white I think would smear across the screen so like the black locos yeah. in loco roco would leave like a trail behind them somewhat yeah. somewhat awkwardly and that's just a limitation of the tech at the time but yeah but as a that was a, for then that was a hell of a screen it was amazing yeah I love playing it I really I, like at the time like I was like I was playing I think I played an awful lot of DS and I played quite a lot of PSP because of things in my life that meant I had a moment that like, actually, like I, I, I could use a portable system right now um, yeah and I, I think I did like other than playing like Advance Wars on the DS I think I ended up sinking more time into the PSP overall just playing things mm. like Wipeout and stuff like that it's um, Wipeout Pure Wipeout Pulse I played that that Ridge Racer was a good one because it had introduced some different mechanics to the series. Yeah, and then went into the later full console games. Ended yeah. up playing a few PlayStation One games on it when there became a way to do that because you could load stuff yeah. onto an SD card if you loaded PS oh, yeah. PlayStation yeah, ROMs onto a card. It would just run them. <laughs> like you didn't yeah. even really need to hack it; it would just run them. Yeah, PSP was a great little system. Anywho, um, yeah, Pico Niku. Um, yeah, we totally missed out on talking about the gunk, which I played through in its entirety. Right. Um, meh. I mean, it's it's all right. It's, it's a narrative-driven, not hugely threatening game. There are there is combat in it, and the I would say the end sequence is 
slightly is oddly difficult i suppose compared to the rest of the game it's not hard by any stretch but it's like it's it seems like an odd spike right um but it's um yeah so the story of the gunk is it's like you seem to be like two scrap down on their luck scrappers who have a ship like because i don't know ships i guess aren't expensive in mysterious spacefaring futures and uh, you stumble upon an energy signature that you don't think anyone else has seen, and you need because energy is current is energy means money somehow in this universe. So you go there to this planet to investigate it and just find that it's all covered in gunk and it doesn't seem like there's anything here. And then the more gunk you remove, the stronger this energy pulse gets, and it's like <gasps> intrigue and uh, occasional radio chatter that reveals backstories and things like that and mysteries of the planet and. Basically, what that yeah, what it really boils down to is go to area, suck up all the gunk. <laughs> a flashy, sort of blooming effect happens where the world turns from being like grey and stony into like lush and botanical, and then then you move on to the next area because that will like make some plants or make something unlock. That means you could then do a thing. So it ends up being a a very light puzzle, very light platformy experience for most of it. Okay. Okay, yeah. With with a narrative bent, I think it's almost got like too many systems, like because you're, you're resource gathering for a lot of it, like as well. Just like oh, there's a path here. Where does that take me to? Oh, it takes me to a few more resources, uh, and then there's an upgrade tree which you can use to make uh, some of your yeah, some of your scooping and hoovering abilities, or make your running slightly faster and things like that. All of it. I would argue is completely unnecessary. You could probably not do any of that, and it would just it would just be the same game. Um, I don't think you need to engage with that stuff at all, unless you're achievement hunting, um, and you want all the upgrades for the achievements. Um, there's some that you have to do. There are some that are mandatory, like you need to, but you need to get this. You need, you can't get away with not getting resources. But uh, and I think there's one for scanning everything, and I missed one item in the entire game, and I have no idea where it is, which is frustrating. So it's like that one. Well, I'm not getting that achievement. Um. And it's it's it seems all right, like but it's not anything. It's not super long, um, mm. which I think works in its favour. I think it starts to outstay its welcome a little bit. Um, mm. uh, and I would say the story, to some extent, suffered. While uh, the story is weird in the sense that, like tonally, I don't quite settle with it it has that sort of problem that i think i had with guardians of the galaxy and how they treated rocket in that like rocket seems to be antagonistic just to be antagonistic at times and like they cause falling outs within the team just because rather than there being any particular good reason for it um which is like narratively guardians only real flaw um but the uh, like here the, the the characters there's one point in the story where naturally the characters fall, fall out a little bit and it f- didn't really feel particularly fair on your character or like in both directions it's like they just seem to get get a bit nasty with each other for no real reason and maybe that's realistic i don't know <laughs> but like um there was just an element to it where it's just like i don't really understand why this fight is happening like why are you angry at each other is what what's going on um and then it just sort of resolves because people. And then, yeah, and then you carry on about the way. But the writing is slightly odd as well. I'm pretty sure it was written by someone who knew who was British or something like that because they're using phrases like like bloody and uh, um, oh, I can't remember the other one. But there, there, there's there's some very English phrases. Yeah, there's some very Englishy yeah. 
Britishy phrasing going on, but all the voice acting is American sounding, and it it just sort of okay. comes off as like that's a little weird. <laughs> mm, yeah, maybe you don't notice it so much if you're American. Like that. presumably you must notice it for both sides, right? It's like just yeah, in theory. <laughs> The obvious question about the story of that game, though, is: is it secretly Earth all along? No, oh, okay. I can I can confirm that is that is not a spoiler. Like it's not Earth. <laughs> that is what they've done repeatedly in in the robot game, whatever that's called. Yeah, like, I, World. I was a quick, I couldn't really remember. Is this the same developer that that is responsible for Steam World? Yeah, that was why we thought it was weird at the time when that first when we when that first trailer before it came out. It's like this is a Steam World game. What are they doing? Yeah, it's quite it is quite a departure. Um, I mean, I guess it's like, you know, they made a fully 3D game, which is also sort of unusual for that team, right? Yeah. Um, and, and on some level, I think it shows, like, okay, their animation is a bit stiff. They're, they basically sidestep doing any fi- facial animation at all, really, and it kind of looks a bit like two frames of puppet animation at times. Right. Um, and if they if they could avoid doing a new pose for a character, they do. <laughs> it's like you know, you know. What I mean, there's there's some corners cut. I think that maybe there's, I think this was a learning experience for them. Let me put it that way. Um, mm. uh, so that's the gunk. I think that's all I've got to really say about that. Um, the other the other thing that's been pro- my my primary time. Sync is Cyberpunk 2077. Ah, which which you both saw me play for a brief moment and didn't really see much action, which is representative of most of the game. (laughs) Okay, but that's not necessarily bad. It's not necessarily bad, but I think it's paced too far that way. So we we talked a bit, a little bit about it this time, and I have some reservations about the look. Um, it's yeah. a, it's an odd looking. It's, it's kind of an odd looking thing. Yeah, the the tone yeah. in Night City itself seems. Yeah, you've you've probably said it better than in the past, Dan. We described it as a bit tacky. Um, yeah, a bit naff. I think was the phrase you used actually. A bit, a bit naff. Yeah, and it's like yeah, I guess it's. I mean, I'm not, you can sort of see why, right? It's that. When when was the cyberpunk brand like originally created? Right, it's that um, yeah in the eighties ish like, and it's like it's kind of that vision of the future. And as a yeah, but, but that could be cool if it's like a retro future, you know, Blade Runner thing. Sure, and you but can sort not, of you yeah. can sort of see that in like the costume designs and things. It's like there's a certain like miami style i suppose to things or like a beach style to a lot of things weirdly mm-hmm. uh with with ridiculous color schemes um uh there's a there's a certain rubbishness to like r- indicators and readouts in cars in particular but then you also have have like lcd one like looking lcd screens and holograms it's like it creates this like it's kind of cool like in every in a, in a, in a weird way but it also then creates that sort of like uh uh, what do you call it? Like, not really an anachronism, but some sort of like like fight uh, that doesn't make a huge amount of sense. And it's like, why would this? Why would this car have big bright lights and big buttons and LED numbers like an old school alarm clock uh, and mm. things like that? And then right next to it, have what looks like a fully functioning LCD screen in the dash. And it's like, 
why would you do those two things? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right, just for style, but yeah, it doesn't make sense but in, the, like in the, the real world. The yeah. real technology aspect of it doesn't add up. Well, unless, um, it, unless yeah. it's like... Unless it's some kind of implied law where it's just like everything is everything has happened so quickly that everything has just been upgraded piecemeal, so you've got random bits of old tech and right I, next to the super new tech. And I definitely think there's a bit of that, right? Because this is obviously set in 2077, yeah. and they like they like reference things that are supposedly happening now in bits of law that you find, and it's like, well, that's not happening now, obviously. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, uh, so, so yeah, I think, I think, I think you've probably hit the nail on the head there a little bit. Like there has been a rapid progression in tech, but then that's also, or <laughs> that's also then kind of shat upon by Johnny Silverhand's character, mm. who, um, okay. mild spoilers, died fifty years ago, and has mm. like a ro- silver robotic arm and was blowing up things in Night City and stuff like that. Right, because so, he's a character from the original stuff, right? So there. Oh, is he? Okay. I think, yeah, I think so. And that's why he's from 20-something, right, rather than 2070-something, right? Right. Um, yeah, he's from I like, think a, he was he's from like a rock character. band yeah. called Samurai or yeah. something. That was So only old people know of him because he was like a celebrity of like old music at some point yeah. in the past, but also a massive terrorist. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, but it took, it took me like... Uh, many many hours to get to the introduction of johnny silverhand like i think i hadn't got mm. there yet when i was on the last podcast um mm-hmm. and uh, i think that's a testament to how just how slow this game moves in terms of its main narrative like it, t- it does take ages to get anywhere um which sometimes i think is kind of neat because it means like every major story or every major thing you're doing you go through the detail of the setting up right so like the the, fir- the main heist at the start of the game you go through that the hassle of doing two different types of planning. Like you have to go talk to a person and you have to go do a thing for sometimes you have to acquire some equipment from, from a gang. And it's like, that's kind of a thing. And it all leads into this then big briefing about how we're going to use this stuff. And then you go do the thing and then the thing goes wrong naturally. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, so there's a, there's a sort of, there's a kind of a, an immersive, I wouldn't say realism. Realism's not the word I'm looking for, but there is a kind of uh, methodical approach to, to how you're going into it like like you have to live every every way every part of this on the way to it and then they do a hard cut at times so you don't live every part of it right. like it's uh so it ends up being a slightly odd experience but i am I'm, i want to say i'm kind of enjoying it i'm kind of in yeah but i'm not blown I- away by it as, as, I mean, it, as it feels like all per- this... I perhaps should have been by it. Like it feels like like there's so much hype behind it and so much work gone into it and so much Yeah. You know, C D Project Red coming off Witcher Three and its DLCs widely regarded as one of the the sort of best narrative experiences and kind of just after all of its patches, a very well playing game. Uh and I don't, I don't really see that. It's missing a huge amount of polish, <laughs> I would say. There, it there, seems there like... There are glitches but, all over the place. Even now, when they said they... I think they they kind of said, yeah, we're kind of done fixing it now and we're going to start moving right, on to new yeah. content. And I'm I'm sort of scratching my head bit, a bit going, you probably need to work on patching it still. <laughs> yeah. I've seen like people holding uh, little things. Sometimes they're really little things. Like a character will be holding a cigar but the cigar won't be in their hand. It'll be moving with their hand, but somewhere else in the scene. 
<laughs> just sort of floating in the air following them about but not quite following them about like the coordinate mapping has gone wrong or something or moments where you'll park your car turn around hear a large bang your car has gone somewhere else <laughs> and there's like a wake of destruction behind it i i had one moment um where i was doing a motorcycle ride across uh, the desert outside Night City, and my NPC clearly was having to do some sort of catch up, I guess, in the coding in the scripting. So they were near me, and but instead, what happened was, is they like almost teleported to, to exactly on top of me, which then threw me across the map <laughs> in a in comedy fashion. And sometimes you can see some of that stuff happening, like on the mini map. You can see like when NPCs like are, have, are forced to come to you because they'll just suddenly start going in a straight line towards you <laughs> through right. walls and things. Um, uh, like yeah animations don't always work uh, uh, I, I'm sure I've had one of the side missions just balk out where I couldn't complete it um, I might have yeah, done something I mean, wrong I wasn't quite sure what was going on there and it's, maybe it was something I couldn't do yet but I couldn't quite figure out what it wanted me to do so left it um, yeah it's not this this the scripting failed or something yeah something like that it's, there's a there's a general lack of lack of reliability and polish which i know is hard in an open world game we can't get around that but it seems like on the one hand like there is some good narrative stuff at least individual stories that want to draw you in but there's then there's vaguely a bunch of... interesting things here and there yeah, yeah. but then the, the just the game just keeps taking you out of it mm. like uh, or putting things in the way of of getting sucked into it yeah yeah, there's, there's, it's. I wouldn't say there's any uh, any one super original idea in it, is, no. and that's kind of the problem. And that's probably because of the source. Um, like you know, a lot of the ideas it's it's exploring are things that we've seen elsewhere uh, in this right. medium, somewhat expected stuff in this genre. Um, yeah, and one of the main plots, I guess, is the sort of spoilery, but is this idea of transferable consciousness which is obviously done right a whole heap of times in sci-fi media um sure and how that i suppose it's interesting in the sense that like oh this actually kind of messes with you (laughs) (coughs) or at least how it happens here kind of messes messes it up um I think the one thing that I found most weird about it because I hadn't until I'd seen it when Rob was like it that I didn't really perceive and is purely just because of expectations of the genre i guess is mm. just like your character seems pretty much totally fine with everything that's going on he's just like <laughs> totally happy he doesn't really care i mean i think there's a right i think you can you can pick more combative uh yeah but conversation you, trees mean, in in like the non i guess the non-mainline yeah. story trees where things have to happen in a certain way yeah you can you can definitely pick more antagonistic ways of talking but even then he doesn't seem even that <laughs> no I, I, i'm not entirely sure the sequences you saw were that they're not the worst sequences for that there's definitely some way mm. it feels like you should probably be angrier and there are times where i've had other characters with me who are angry at the situation right. actually no one of those you did see i think yeah the, where the, the other Asian, uh, the Judy, the the BD lady. Oh right, yeah. Green hair. And we were talking to that Ripper doc, the, the slightly uh, unscrupulous Ripper doc. Yeah, and uh, like she's super angry at him because she she he's probably sold off her friend. Uh, 
and like you're just going, calm down. We need the information, and it's like you're, and it's like sort of made sense in that scenario. But then there's a whole sequence afterwards where she's pissed at you because you're like you, you played good cop, but also like <laughs> what happens to you at the start of the game seems like it might have you know that is a reason to be pissed. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, minor spoiler territory. You have a limited time to live, apparently. Yeah. Um, oh a, gosh, yeah. Um, and that's kind of the main driver for what for why you're doing what you're like doing, a, like a replicant or, <laughs> or 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 JC Denton when he's got his kill switch activated. Yeah. I mean, it's not far off. Yeah, in some ways. Yeah, you've got a, you've got you've got a limited lifespan, so you need you need to get shit done, but. It's a game, so what tends to happen is, is you need someone to do a thing for you, but they won't do a thing for you until until you do a billion things for them. Yep, for so them, yeah, yep. Or like it is the main quest, but it's like you've got to do errands to continue the main quest. Yeah, I have kind of run into the problem where um, there is there is leveling in the game. Obviously, like you level your character up and you perk everything up, and it's got quite a the skill tree is borderline excessive but at least it's nice that there's a lot of options and i haven't quite figured out if i want to like max spec in a certain direction or not but it also has that um those systems kind of play a bit like skyrim style in that the more you do them the more you build up experience in those areas and those areas give you like extra perks in that area which as well was, which was funny um, when i was like can you gain the athletics leveling by jumping <laughs> and i just jumped for a couple of seconds and it's like oh you totally can <laughs> it's not quite as exploitable as like oblivion where you could just jump and get xp constantly yeah it's in not, this it's, game it seems yeah. to be weirdly like time gated or something something like that yeah like it didn't it doesn't pop all, all the time a... so I'm, I'm but i'm now like because i know that's a thing i'm kind of like making a point of sprinting everywhere um <laughs> Because now I know it's going to build up my athletics thing. There's another little thing, I suppose, that's kind of well, taking you realistic. away from. Well, maybe, but it's kind of taking you away from like just being in the world, right? It's and like, also, surely in yeah, the sci-fi universe, you should just be able to upgrade your sprint. Like, you yeah. don't need to actually exercise. I mean, I think you can. I mean, sure, you uh, probably can as like well. Like a Deus Ex. Yeah, I think you can. To find activate the legs. legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no like like button press F key to like turn your legs on. They're just like no. passive. Um, so I haven't quite figured out the complexities of some of that stuff yet. And the game doesn't do a great job at telling you either. You're just kind of thrown into a, the UI that's like got everything in it. Yeah, I feel like, that, like might a, that might be a seed project raid problem. I feel like the very small amount I played in Witcher 2, I feel like the menus were quite similar there. Where mm. it's like, here's a giant menu full of stuff that you don't know how any of this works or what any of it means. Yeah, and I was complaining last time that there was some stuff I didn't know where it was. It asked me to read a thing and I couldn't find where in the UI that thing was because I've never had a need to go there and it took me a little while to find it. Obvious now I know, mm. but it's just like, it. I but I didn't I didn't know. So it took me a little while to to, to, to hunt it down. Um, I'm sure I had an original point, but I got sidetracked on the on the perk system. What are we talking about? I don't even know. I don't know. I did kind of like it. Mm. Like there, there is something to it, but I, it, my my worry is that I'm going to burn out on it. Like I'm already feeling like I might burn out on it. I'm, uh, yeah, it, the, mainly because the progress through those trees seems extraordinarily slow. Right, and there's so much in those trees that I'm not that I'm nowhere near at all. Oh no, that was what I was going to say. Like, yeah, I was talking about the leveling system because it's got a leveling system, but I think it does a somewhat poor job at um, 
at telling you when you're about to do something where the the guys there are way higher level than you. Right. It doesn't warn oh, you I enough. See. No, like it supposedly has a system where if you look at someone like it did tell you at the start of the, in one of the tutorials near the start of the game where if you look at them and it it gives you like a light icon saying if it's got like a skull icon you should probably avoid this. And I'm like I don't think that was quite all or what I took away from that was is quite right. What was what I think is actually the important part is that that icon was red. I think the skull just indicated that that was a boss character that they were using in the tutorial. Right. So I went into some areas and thought, oh, these are just dudes. That this this will be fine. Um, accidentally notified them to my position because I'm trying to play it stealthily and I'm and it's 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 fairly forgiving as a as a stealth game. Um, but if you get noticed, everyone's alerted permanently. Right. There's no like they will downgrade from combat to alerted, but it's like you're in that yellow stated Metal Gear the entire time. They never go back to just being normal. <laughs> Actually, realistic. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> which, which which is kind of nice in a way. Um, except the barks they make once they're in. <laughs> they constantly do it. Yep, they constantly do it. They're really annoying. The subtitles frequently don't match what they're saying, <laughs> which is interesting. <laughs> um. Uh, and like some of the oh man okay let's, the barks right like so they'll be they'll, they'll like the weirdest ones are like where they seem they sound confused but they're they're, they're in the alert state so you will an alerted one guy and they'll be like mm. there's someone here and it's like okay that makes sense and then you, you notice yeah. on your mini map that everyone's now got a blinking red thing around them to say they're alerted um but then there'll be like there'll be like one guy on the map who's like like constantly going what's going on what's going on well, I mean, maybe hey, that, what's going on? Maybe that sort of makes sense, except presumably the idea would be like everyone is in communication. Well, it maybe. would make sense if this guy had just like heard the alarm and be like, "What the fuck's going on? Why, why are we on alert?" I don't maybe, know. but then they sort of sometimes go, "Huh? <laughs> what's going on?" And then they'll do one of the like antagonistic barks, and it's like, "Come out, come out! We oh, only right. want, we only want to talk." What's going on? <laughs> it's like it's, it's, it's like it just feels really odd. Um, but yeah, as I, as I say, I walked into a couple of places that were just marked as side missions. Like, here's a, here's a gig you can do. And it's like, all right, cool, let's go do that. I'm right next to it. Um, walk into this thing that looks like any other thing in the game. Like, no real warning, I'm entering a high-level area. Get noticed and just get rocked in, like, a couple of bullets to the face. And it's just like, okay, that's... Mm, I can't... I clearly can't do this yet, but there is no real... The problem... And this is compounded by the fact that the map has like, or the quests have this idea of like, they give you a danger level for it. But as I found out, you can't trust that danger level. Like I did one that was marked as danger level very high, which I think is the highest level it will give, give something. And I guess it's doing some leveling against based on what you are and what the things are. Um, and I, and I, and it was the easiest thing I've done in the whole game. <laughs> like it, there was, there was no challenge to it at all. It was like, I like, I think they're doing that like sometimes as a fake out to be like, oh, this this seems a bit risky, but you do it and it's fine. And it's like, okay, that's okay. But there was definitely a couple times where it's like I got into a very high danger combat scenario, which was easy. So I don't trust that rating anymore. Mm-hmm. So I go and just do the jobs that are nearby. Um, and most of the time it's fine, but every now and then it's not. And that's quite annoying. I wish there was just some way of scanning the or like getting an idea that they are way more level than this. you. Rather, yeah. than that is what that system was meant to be for. But if they if they've either exploited it for like fake outs or it just doesn't work correctly, then that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. obviously, obviously, it's not organized by like 
the area of the map getting increasingly difficult. It's just randomly, there'll be a difficult thing <coughs> randomly somewhere else on the map. Mm. So you can't be like, I'm, this area of the map is the hard zone or anything. Yeah. I suppose it was an area I hadn't been in much, but I'd been there a little bit. I'd done a couple of main stuff there. And then this side gig was super hard for some reason. Mm. Um, anywho, I'm sticking with it for now. I'll play it. I'll, I'll, I'll play a bit more. See how we get. Um, but we're entering, you know, I want to play that Trek to Yomi that's just come out. I kind of, kind of really want to play that. Um, and also my brother reminded me that he got me a copy of Shadow Warrior 3 that I actually kind of want to play. Because, <laughs> you know, like Asian-inspired Doom. What's not to like? <laughs> it should be great. And it does look kind of fun. So we should probably play that soon. Uh, yeah, so like maybe, maybe I don't want to spend 200-odd hours on Cyberpunk. I don't know. It's, I'm getting that impression it might take that long. Mm. You think if you take a break, it's gonna you're going to end up stopping? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. Well, I think we knew this was a risk, right? With this game, it's, I, I feel like you've got some stuff out of it. Yeah, like it's not. It's not. It's not a terrible game. Like it definitely doesn't. No. I think at this point in time, it definitely doesn't deserve you avoiding it just because of what happened at launch. Yeah. Um, especially if you've got like me, I'm playing on a Series X, and it's it's mostly fine. Yeah. I wouldn't. It's not. It's not blowing me away with its visuals or anything like that. But it's um. But at least it runs acceptably. Not perfectly, but acceptably. Um, yeah. Uh, probably avoid it, I guess, if you've got PS4 or X-Bone. Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but on the the new consoles. On the new, uh, on the new consoles, have Enough yeah, power to, yeah. to make it work. Just drive through the pain. <laughs> yeah, just brute force. And I do wonder if it's a if it's a game where there comes a point where I can just mainline it if I do get bored, like with mm. the world and exploring it and stuff like that. Can I mainline it? Can I level up quickly enough to do that? Or do I have to engage with the side stuff? Or is it like level managing the main stuff in some way? Do you think you would give that a go? I mean, that's what happened it. in Horizon eventually. Yeah. I got to the point yeah. where it's just like, I'm just mainlining this now. And that doesn't happen to yeah. me that often. No. But in the, actually, when the, as I say that, as those words come out of my mouth, I think that's happened in the last few open world games I've played. There just comes a point where it's like, I'm mainlining this. Yeah, let's just get the power through. Maybe it's just open world fatigue. Maybe yeah, I'm, maybe I'm I mean, it. it's not as bad as, I don't know, I feel like, well, I don't know, but I feel like open world everything has died down somewhat from the peak like Assassin's Creed day, Assassin's Creed days. Uh, but I guess it's still really prevalent, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, for, I played an open world Halo. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I suppose that was... That's how about it still it world. is. <laughs> yeah, it's still, still, still about. Oh, that's a shame. I thought that could have, could have worked. Open world Halo, and and it does to a certain it extent. It does, yeah, yeah. Um, it just yeah. needed a bit more than what was there. Honestly, I think it's yeah. a nice. It's a. It's a. Okay, it's more than a proof of concept, and it. And yeah. I, I was enjoying my time with it, but I wanted more Halo from it. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole different thing. Um, yeah, cyberpunk. 
Yeah, and uh, everything else. If I've done anything else, I, I cannot remember it right now. So that's that's that will be me. Okay. Cool. How are we doing? I haven't got any games to talk about. No, this haven't gone week. back to no. Breath of the Wild or an old Ass Creed. No, but or... I'll let you know if I do. <laughs> um, yeah, not this time. But not you've at been all. Not even, not even Wordament or or Wordle or Hurdle. Uh, quite like I playing Hurdle. Wordle. Good. <laughs> I I don't. I think I know music, but I don't know a lot of pop music that they put on Hurdle. I think. They don't know the first one second of pop music, you mean. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I know the first one second of the songs that I know. <laughs> that <were laughs> I mean, that's my the thing. MP3 collection. As, as yeah. I've sort of noted with my like my scores on Hurdle, it's like you either know it or you really or you don't, and like you like the ones you know, you get in the first second, like easily, and like yeah. like there's very few where you only get it like with a with a with a larger chunk of track being revealed to you. Um, so you end up winning or losing, facing a hurdle. <laughs> I saw a video of Jack White doing basically hurdle one second for Beatles songs. He can recognise any Beatles song with one second. Wow, that's um, quite impressive. Which is pretty pretty cool. Because a lot of them um, sound pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like that's, that's not a knock against the Beatles, like, but there's a sound thing involved, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you know those records well enough, then you're going to get it, I suppose. Um, but yeah, that's surely that's easier than um all all recorded music <laughs> mm. or like i guess hurdle is a bit narrower than that but still it's yeah. interesting sometimes because there's definitely some songs where what i thought was the intro was not quite the intro right maybe i'm remembering a radio edit rather than the edit that they've picked for the for the game or yeah or you know whatever's on soundcloud i think i think they're streaming everything off soundcloud to make it work um right like um uh, was it a few days ago? ELO's "Mr. Blue Sky," which I thought oh, was yeah. a nice, obvious intro, but actually it has a little, it has a sort of extra little bit of intro before the intro that I wasn't aware of that threw me. Like it's the same piano yeah. riff, but it's like slightly dulled down, and then there's that bit of, mm. um, it's got like, uh, like a radio guy, isn't it? It's like, oh, it's a, it's a beautiful day <laughs> or something with blue sky. Oh yeah, it does. And it's like, it? yeah. I, 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 and it sort of just, um, I could, you could, in that one second, you could just hear like one piano chord and it just go with that guy. And I'm like, well, that doesn't sound like Mr. Bl- All I remember is the piano from Mr. Blue's guy just going dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And that, that threw me. And Gnome was like, no, it's, it's that. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's, yeah. I've, I've got nothing to lose. Let's type your answer in Gnome. Oh, it's right. Damn. <laughs> it's a cool idea. I like it. And then the, yeah. the original Wordle, like, Oh, I don't know. I don't quite understand it. Like, uh, isn't it most, it's all luck, isn't it? Surely. To an extent. Because like, but if you put in a valid word, then that's just as likely as any other word to be the answer, surely. Uh, yeah. I mean, the clues, obviously, the mastermind like clues guide you in the, in yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To what it actually is. But as long is. as you, but so you th- put in a word and then as long as you then use all the clues and don't accidentally miss a clue, then if you put in a, Basically, if you every guess, if you put in a legit word that matches all the clues you've got up to that point, then there's it's just luck whether that's the word. Right? Yeah, it? it depends how you're playing yeah. it. Like, I play with hard mode turned on, which means I'm forced to use the hints. Um, yeah, but you don't have to. 
So if you turn oh. hard mode off, you could like 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 I guess the the one of the plays is you just burn your first two or three words to rule out letters. Right. So you could type three totally unrelated words that if they don't share letters, for instance, between oh, them, see. you then you then clear quite a large portion of the of the available oh, letters, and it makes guesses okay. four, five, and six pretty easy. Oh, it's quite so, so even when you have to use the hints, you just have to come up with other words that contain the one thing the, you do have that also and then burn, a a, and burn as much letters, but they're not as effective because you're using the hints, right? Right, um, you're using at least right. one slot. Yeah, so I, I, specific, so I specifically turn right. hard mode on, so like it, it, oh, forces, I see. it forces you I, I to always I was... use the hints. Yeah. Okay, okay, fair enough. I suppose I hadn't thought that you can deliberately ignore the hints. Oh yeah, you totally to... can. Yeah. Okay, well maybe that's that's what I was missing then. But in hard mode then. In hard mode, yeah, you do end up. You do. I think like Luck. people on Twitter call it like the trap or something, the word or trap. Where like sometimes you do really well on the first first couple of guesses, and you open up quite a lot of lot of lot of stuff in the right place. But then you realize quickly realize that in the remaining slots, there's quite a lot of possibility. And yeah. because you've like boned yourself by having quite a lot of by getting greens early. Mm. But we're getting correct letters in the right place early. You can't then explore much of the keyboard to rule out right. letters. So you've basically oh. got to make final guesses in all the rest of the spots, and uh, oh, I see. and you can you can be yeah. trapped out effectively because there's too many possibilities because you got too oh, close early. You were too lucky early on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm starting to see the nuances. But then in hard mode, there's nothing you can do about that. Whereas in no. in normal mode, you can just ignore the yeah. You could the, you could uh, take the, the greens and the just greens. go okay. I realise that I'm trapped rather than try a whole load of potential guesses, which is tempting because you want those. You know, Wordle tries to make it seem like you getting it earlier is a is a good thing, yeah. right? Than getting it later. Number of guesses is important for some reason. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's not, but you know, it, you want to. You want to get those. <laughs> you want to get those threes more often than you get those fours. Yeah. Um uh yeah, so you can you can realize you're trapped and then go, "Well, that's fine. I'll just burn a word to get rid of a whole load of load of letters." And then you and then you you're probably not trapped after that. I see. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Never talked about Wordle before, so I, I realize I'm way behind the curve. <laughs> but that that right. is literally all there is. Everything we've talked that's about is like that yeah. is the whole thing. That is that is the entirety okay. of of Wordle. Fair enough. Okay, but it is kind of addictive. I do still do it every day <laughs> when I remember. Yeah, I forget some days. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's the games we've been playing, and now it actually is six thirty. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. Some time <laughs> has passed. Time has passed. Yeah. Um, well, this was a podcast, and uh, we also do videos. So check out our YouTube channel, uh, where we have currently a playthrough, a let's play of Ocarina of Time, uh, which is progressing quite nicely. Uh, so check that out. Some fun times had there. Uh, and um, th this podcast can be found if you found it on on your podcast player. We also have a website, Salad.net. This podcast can be found if indeed you did. Like, <laughs> like uh, assuming you if you found it through some other way, then uh, do check out our website because that's the primary way to get it. I mean, what is the alternative? Uh, have that the podcast was forced upon you. <laughs> that's definitely possible. well. You could have been sent a link to it on yeah. iTunes, or, or, or I guess yeah. you could have just randomly yeah. discovered a file on an MP3 player, like, yeah. like yeah, yeah, an old on, MP3 file on someone's yeah. phone, like fifty years in the future, with some vintage collector rummaging through your stuff. 
Yeah, because if you want, you can download the MP3 file from um, from happysound.net. When I eventually die and my kids get curious about what was on all these hard drives. <laughs> yeah, it, it, don't, it turns out it was all our podcast. Uh, and uh, there'll be another one along in a couple of weeks. So tune in then. Uh, but for now, that's it. Goodbye. Wish. <laughs>